Blog Talk Radio. Up 
but I can't remember. But I only remember Dante, and he's dating the white girl who was out of jail, and she's been, like, kind of using him. Dante doesn't quite, quite get that, but, you know, uh, he finally gets it, but he still wants her still. You know, Dante's one of those dudes that got to learn the hard way, okay? And plus his storyline is kind of getting boring to me. I mean, the girl, she's 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 got, like, a couple of people she's seeing. She's seeing a girl and Dante and another guy. <laughs> So it's quite crazy. And then there is the the what I'm really interested in. There, oh, there was a married couple on there. They got married while they were in jail, and I forget his name, but the girl was taking care of, there was a woman who was taking care of his son, this dude's son, while he was in jail. And when he got out, she found out he's a playboy playing on her, and she spent all kind of money on this man, all kind of money. And see, this is what I'm talking about. Women like that, I, I, you know, she was mad about him being what he really is. But I, I really question her sanity because I always say, women, why would a woman who has, it, like, got herself together and everything want to take up with a guy who's freshly getting out of jail, who's confused about his life and needs to really take time to himself to get to know himself doesn't mean he can't date or anything, but you start trying to take on the mommy role. I always look at those situations as um, I, just as manipulative as, because uh, I even think Dante's manipulative with the white girl. I mean, it's just as manipulative because the reason they go to the jail is because they're hoping to seek some form of control with people in jail. People in jail, when they come out into the real world, their situations might be shaky. And so so a lot of those people throw money at them, right, knowing that they're going to come into a weak situation, knowing that they, they'll start dating them, and they, they immediately start putting on things to control. So I was not surprised about this guy being what he was. She shouldn't have been surprised either. The guy was a little bit younger than her, a lot more immature, and, you know, what was you going there? You was hoping to be play, play mommy to him, and it didn't work. And it's the same thing with this black couple, because the black couple is who I'm really interested in on there. I gotta really get they, her name. But this girl, the grandma already peeped game. The grandma from the guy that was in jail. The guy that was in jail's grandma always already peeped game. Cause she was, that's the first question she asked. Like, why would she want to be bothered with a guy that was in jail? So this week, right? She is. She he wants her to tell his her parents and stuff that they are living together and that she he's doing his like. Uh, time at her house, you know, until he gets off of, uh, I guess, the ankle bracelet or parole or whatever. Well, so they told her a little bit, a couple of members of her family, what was going on. But immediately after that, and this young man, he's starting to see it already, too, because I really believe this young man is sincere and trying to get himself together, even though I look at him and you can see an undercurrent of something, like he can get off on you if, you if you're not careful. Like, you know what I'm saying? You see there's an undercurrent of something there. But you see, I also see the seriousness of him really trying to get himself together. And this girl, she goes out to dinner with him. She's already trying to ask him about babies and a family and jobs. I'm like, he just got the fuck out of jail, bitch. Why he got to have a baby and get married right quick? And men like that have to ask themselves, why could, why wasn't anyone on the outside interested in marrying her ass, right? So 
so and why come get you on the inside because you're easier to manipulate and i just i I thought that was terrible so it, it turns out that my idea about love after lockup about the black couple was right that she is starting to be she's already talking about getting pregnant i mean the man barely got a job and you talking about he's like can that wait for like a couple of years or so He's 29 and fresh out the jail. Like, come on, chick. And she's talking about, well, I am getting older. I don't want to be no 40-year-old mom. I'm like, you know what? Women say so many crazy things. I've met, you know, i got a lot of friends who are moms at, who have become moms in their late 40s, uh, early, uh, you know, late, uh, mid-40s and stuff like that. Anytime, being a mother is a blessing. Yeah, you might not want to be one older, but when you get to be one, if you ever get to be one, cherish it, okay? Don't be talking shit. But you know a lot of young girls talk shit. She's like, I don't want to be. And so she's already putting pressure on this dude from jail who's just fresh out of jail to have a child. I mean, it's the craziest thing. So that's my new thing about love after lockup. That's the latest that I've seen about it. So I wanted to make sure, because those of you who like to hear me talk about love after lockup, I do got to get to know the names of the people on the show. Y'all know me. I be. Mean, I'll be forgetting the names, okay? So I'm when I get more uh, into more into the names and everything, I'll I'll talk more about it. But I did want to touch on that couple because I thought that was something else that you know it ended up being exactly what I said it was going to be. That she was going to sort of like that young man with uh, from Kansas City and his and his girlfriend who bought him the truck and all that stuff when he got out of jail because she was looking for a ready-made family. And she was hoping to control this guy because he don't have nothing, right? And a lot of people that come out of jail, they don't have anything, and they're looking for somebody. And so here these people are with money and all that and trying to control the situation. And a lot of people say all the dudes in jail are using them, but it's the people on the outside using them too. I say it's a two-way using street, but, you know, whatever, okay? So. You guys, that's my little topic on uh, it, on um, on Love After Lockup. What else? Growing up hip-hop, I've been seeing DeBrat Loves Judy. I like DeBrat, and I like Judy, but oh, no. I'm sorry. They, they too cute. There's nothing there. There's not a lot of drama. I, you know, I yeah. <laughs> uh Growing up hip-hop is interesting because... Uh, you know, Sam in Egypt have tried, to, they just had a family meeting with Peppa, Tretch, and um, I forget the cousin's name, uh, the one who makes a lot of sense, and her boyfriend and everything. Everybody hates Sam, but no, except for Tretch and Peppa is trying to act like they don't. But everybody else hates Sam is trying to tolerate Sam, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't understand how people like that, you know, that you can feel that energy of people not liking you and still be okay. <laughs> like, still be okay. Egypt is so young and so unaware of things. Well, she might be very aware. And, you know, it's just she has to go through this. This is something that she has to go through with to find out, to bump her head a few times to find out that guy ain't shit, right? I mean, you know what, I just don't believe Sam. I don't I'm not a like I'm not a fan of Sam's. Um and that's the that's the like the saddest part of the show. I mean it's just it's just so sad. And then there's a girl, there's Jojo's daughter, Jojo from K C and Jojo. 
she comes to, she's a singer and everything. She comes to the showcase that they're having, and she picks a fight with, of all people, Joe, uh, uh, Joe, Joe from Run, Run Son, JoJo, wife, who is the sweetest thing, like sweet like apple pie on there. She is the sweetest thing ever, and it's, this is why she, this girl picks a fight. This girl picks a fight with her because she looks at her mom and she goes, Oh, my God, I can't tell which one of you are the mother or not. Oh, my God. You know, that's a compliment to most people. And most people will take that as a compliment to their mama. She's like, well, what you're saying? What are you saying? Are you saying I look old? What? Somebody just gave a compliment to your mother, and all you can think with your narcissistic ass is, is you, are you saying I look old? I was like, this, she's looking for fights. And she's already mad at Angela Simmons because Angela used to go with a dude that she used to go with that neither one of them are going with anymore. <laughs> I don't know if she's there to create a little drama or something, but I would say to her, don't be that girl. You know what I'm saying? Don't, because you're talented. Don't be that girl that comes on the show that starts rigmarole for no reason. You Let your talent speak for yourself. Don't come on there being a shit starter. It's just so stupid. You know, this generation, I think they're, you know, and I'm going to talk about this a little later on into the show. But I feel like, and I talked about Beyonce extensively last week. People were upset. I had some couple of y'all. <laughs> Beyonce fans that didn't understand what I meant. I totally, listen, if you listen to it again, you will totally understand what I mean. It doesn't mean I don't like Beyonce. I know y'all think I don't. And I just have things I dislike about Beyonce. And one of them, the things is that there is overhype surrounding her. Like we, and there is overhype surrounding a lot of um, of you of people today in the music era. It's all, not even just music, but period. It's almost as if we don't want to let talent speak for itself. We, I understand how the entertainment business works that you do have to have a sense of people need to know a little bit about you and connect with you and all that stuff. But now it's just been a hyperbole of hype, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I was saying about Beyonce, that she was overhyped. I wasn't saying she wasn't talented. I just said she's overhyped. And what I mean by that overhyped is that there's a big, huge push behind her like she is a Michael Jackson, when she's really not. She's nowhere near that. So it's the, but there's so much publicity and so much stuff that goes behind those pushes, and it, it makes her a big inflated balloon. It's crazy to me. You know, I don't even understand how she's the most nominated artist in history. That's just that's the fucking craziest. <laughs> I, I still have, I'm, I, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that a little later on in the show because I was upset, and I'll re play play what I mean. But I feel like there's a sense of hype around a lot of artists today, and sometimes the hype comes from personalized issues. Like I'm gonna even talk about Lizzo later on into the show because Lizzo, as much I like Lizzo. And I think Lizzo is talented. But Lizzo has started to create create this. And I understand what she's trying to do. She's trying to give off body positivity. But she is also coming off being a caricature in some ways. Like she's, she's constantly doing the same thing. And then when people come for her, then she goes on social media and starts kind of crying about it and everything. And it's like, 
in that cry, in that uh, mass of reports about Lizzo gets on TikTok and cries about people fat shaming her and all that, that's that's hype for the album. <laughs> it's like it's like instead of she has a, she's doing shock value with her body, which I don't mind body positivity. I didn't mind, I didn't mind the first time when she was in the little, little Leotard outfit. It's just to keep running the same fucking game. And I talk about Beyonce, too, with that. Beyonce runs the same fucking game, too. But Beyonce sells her sexuality. That's part of it. But I'm just saying, but Lizzo is far too talented to be running the same game. It's like, come on. Come back. You know, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later on into the show. You know, y'all, y'all can tell I'm frustrated right now. I can't tell. <laughs> but when we get back, we got to start off with Joe Biden's messy ass week. Man, I know y'all had to bat light. Y'all don't want to admit it. Y'all don't want to admit it. But y'all, some of y'all had to bat light out for Donald. Like, where the fuck is Donald Trump? <laughs> ah, y'all like, I really have Donald at right now. <laughs> this slow Joe. I'm talking about Joe Biden's messy week, child, and it has been messy, honey. And we're going to talk about uh, Afghanistan, and then we're talking about the vaccine. Um, there are a lot more breakthrough cases happening. Why they're mandating shit? More and more cases are happening across the United States with people being fully vaccinated. Now, of course, the a lot of the major news cycles will ignore this because the 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 news is controlled on those those things okay because big business and tech and everybody has an agenda which i can't quite understand yet but we're going to talk about it on here okay and uh also uh, we're going to talk about Kelly Clarkson in the news, Beyonce and her great ass. Beyonce show her ass. A lot of y'all been getting hate. Now, this is where I'm going to come to Beyonce's defense. Beyonce show her ass for, uh, what is it? The, the, it ain't the first time Beyonce didn't show her ass. Y'all be acting like Beyonce don't show her ass. Beyonce shows her ass a lot. But Beyonce has uh, been showing showed her, boot, her booty for this new blue, uh, what is it? Ivy Park advertisement, okay, with clothes that none of y'all have never seen hardly anybody wear. <laughs> and, and I said, this shit she should, she's advertising, it show look like y'all ain't going to be wearing this shit. <laughs> but I want to I wanna defend her because a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, she a mother. She needs to be, that means she can't be sexy? That means she can't be beautiful like she is? It's a great ass. She can show it if she want to, okay? <laughs> so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about Lizzo. And Fallon Gubada, Gubada, am I saying her name right, Gubada? I don't know if I say Fallon's name right, but Fallon, who was married to Simon, who's now messing with Portia, right? Everybody, we was all on Portia, and I'm still on Portia. I don't care what the situation is, okay? The situation, it doesn't matter, you know, I don't care what the situation was between Simon and Fallon. It was messy to interfere in it, and you called yourself at one point her friend, even if she was not your friend, okay? But I digress, okay? However, Fallon's messy ass recently announced that she's pregnant by the dude that Simon said she was pregnant by in the first place. 
And let me just say this, girl. It's a, girls, it's a case of picking. Maybe Fallon has picked the wrong bag. Y'all like, what do you mean, Carlotta? Hey, listen, I know money ain't everything, okay? Money is not everything. Trust me on that. And people need happiness more than they need money, okay? If you when you love is you know, but sometimes girls out here, you got to have wisdom about how you choose people and what you seek to destroy. Fallon's situation is very interesting to me, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit when we get back. Plus, we're gonna talk about Shakari. Why are y'all surprised that Shakari lost that race? I was not. I knew she was gonna lose. I knew. I didn't know. I didn't know she was gonna lose that bad. But I knew she was going to lose. Why? Because her judgment isn't sound. Isn't this a chick? No offense. I'm not trying to be mean, but is Shikari not the chick who who was smoking weed like a couple of weeks before her Olympics drug test? Or a week or so? What the fuck? And the Olympics is the most important shit in your life. If you can fuck off the Olympics, I know she said her mom died and I respect that. But why would you even try to get in another race right now? That means you need to get your judgment sound. But if you can fuck out the Olympics, of course you're going to be fucking off. And, and Jamaica, I wouldn't cheer so much. It's a weed. It's a, well, y'all might be doing it too. I know it's Jamaicans. I don't know. But listen, I'm not all Jamaicans smoke weed, but you know what I'm saying. Okay? So this puts a lot of things. A lot of people, Jamaicans, were saying black Americans were xenophobic. No, black Americans are not xenophobic. Some are, some aren't. But I'm going to talk about these diaspora awards because I think that we have a hard time understanding how um, black America creates a lot of energy for people. It creates a lot of angst when black Americans start to create borders and say what our culture is and what this and that is it begins to rub people the wrong way. And there's a reason why. It's not just some people could be jealous, that, but that's not only the only reason. I think it is that we are one of the cultures. No, we are probably one of the main, the only culture in the scope of because we came, we, we're a part of the American story. Our stories were told uh, through the superpower lens of Hollywood, which is, uh, you know, our story as black Americans went out to all the world, how we live our culture, how we do our music, how we eat our food, everything that we became not just, and this isn't to this anyone else, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to give understanding. But we became, because we came through the lens of a superpower, our culture became a commodity that was sold throughout the world where other black people around the world saw, got to see us, see themselves in us. You know what I'm saying? And see things. But at the same time, we were sold off as a commodity and less as a culture. So everybody feels like they have stake in uh, in us because they purchased that commodity. They purchased how we act, how we talk, how we drink. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
and there's less of an understanding has of us as a people. So I want to talk about that a little bit when I talk about Shakari uh, when we get back. Meanwhile, y'all, we got to start with some good music, child. What y'all want to hear? What y'all want to hear? <laughs> Let's hear one of my favorites, okay? I started off with Aretha the other week because I had a special when I talked about respect. My feelings are still the same about respect. Shit, don't be asking me, tell me, y'all, Carlotta, you still, you sure you still don't like respect? I don't like respect. I said that. I, I like the, I like some, I love the actors. I did not like Jennifer Hudson as Aretha, but she did a decent job in certain parts. I just wasn't feeling her as Aretha Franklin. I wish they would have gotten a newcomer. I stand by what the hell I said. <laughs> okay? All right, so let's start off with Aretha, one of my favorites, written by my favorite, favorite singer of all time. Y'all know, y'all think I, not, it's not, y'all all, like, like, like a lot of people know because I talk about Maxwell all the time on here, that's my, because that's my fave, no, that's my fave currently alive, but my favorite singer of all time, my my heart of hearts is Luther Vandross, y'all don't know how I feel about Luther, Luther wrote Jump To It for Aretha, so we're going to play uh, Jump To It for Aretha, that's how we're going to start it off, it's the Carlotta Chatwood Show, I'm Carlotta with Sunday Night Hot Topics, be back in a moment.
you know when we talk, we have a lot of fun, don't we, girl? Dishing out the dirt on everybody and giving each other the 411 on who drop kick to this. You know what we talk. When the baby
female singer, Mesa, with her original man, Incognito. I've been late. That's my jam right there, y'all. I love me Mesa, okay? Oh, my goodness. If you guys don't know who Mesa is, please, y'all got to go check out, like, some of Mesa's stuff. Mesa, Mesa been, like, she was with Incognito. She started off with Incognito, and then she went solo, and sus is bad, okay? She's one of the best female vocals out, vocals, vocalists out to me today. Very underrated, okay? Very, all right? And Incognito is bomb, okay? So if you don't, Incognito is from uh, the U.K., really great band. A lot of, you know what? There are a lot of great bands in the UK. The UK, like, my, one of my favorite band of bands of all time, like Jamiroquai. Like, shit. I, that's my, that's my next, I don't know, I got to get a concert where I see Jamiroquai. So I'll be like, yay! <laughs> that's, what, that's one of the things I would love, love to do. Speaking of concerts. I went to Babyfacing Him last week, and I talked to you guys about that. If you guys missed my kind of review on Babyfacing Kim, which I love the show, please check out last week's archive. Or was it last week? Yeah, it was last week where I talked to you guys about Babyfacing Kim, kind of a review and what I thought about the show. What's my next concert going to be? Cal, I don't know. You know what I am considering? What is it? What is it? What is the show? What's the name of it? Lights? What's the Festival of Lights or what the fuck? I don't know what it's called. No, I'm not just <laughs> My friend was like, I told my friend the other day, I said, yeah, uh, you know, I might go to this show uh, in New York, uh, the the Festival of Lights. And she's like, okay, like, who's on it? So I was naming everybody. And she's like, is that it? I was like, she's like, wow, that's a lot of people. And she said, I feel like you're not telling me something. And I was like, damn it, I got to say it. <laughs> And so I didn't say it, right? And so when she gets home, she looks it up, right? And she's like, writes me and says, bitch, Maxwell's on here. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to see him. I'm going to see all those artists, other artists. He just happens to be there. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Listen, but I am considering doing going to that show. I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm traumatized, but I do want to go because there's so many other artists on there, younger artists, of course, but I'm interested in hearing them, right? So I may go, you know? I may go to it. I haven't really decided yet. I haven't put my decision, you know, if I should. People keep telling me things are going to get canceled because of COVID. Delta variant in these streets. Mm -mm. I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all got all these mandates and shit. Shouldn't stop nothing. <laughs> oh, and we'll get to that a little bit later about how all these breakthrough cases are happening. The media's being quiet on that. But let's talk about Joe Biden's week. Oh, 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 Joe. What Afghanistan tells us about Team Biden's incompetence? This is an analysis opinion that was in WashingtonTimes.com this week. I liked it. It says, last year during the presidential campaign, Joe Biden promised the the American people his administration would be characterized by order, 
discipline, experience, and above all, competence. That has turned out to be spectacularly and obviously wrong. As we watched a spiraling disaster that is the withdrawal, which unlike its antecedent collapse in Saigon is likely to get worse, not better in the coming weeks. Okay? Fundamental questions arise about the competence of the Biden administration and what the answers might mean for the remainder of its agenda. There is no way for anyone on the outside to know or be able to quantify with any person, with any precision, sorry, whether whether and to what extent President Biden's capabilities are reduced compared to his previous performance as a senator and vice president. We can, however, say with some precision a few things about his schedule, his apparent lassitude, and that of his administration. For at least the last six months, the president's daily schedule seems to have consisted of the president's daily briefing, usually in mid-morning rather than the start of the day, as is typical for presidents, for presidents, followed by one internal meeting or perhaps a phone call or video chat with a small group of whoever. Okay? Last Friday, for instance, Mr. Biden had his daily briefing, then a meeting in the Situation Room, then brief remarks, no questions scheduled in the East Room. Then a flight out to Delaware. It's not clear whether any of the 10,000 Americans stranded in Afghanistan will be able to fly to Delaware this weekend. Lord have mercy. There are seldom two meetings on the presidential schedule, and they have only been a handful of trips to places other than Delaware. Announcements of the closure of the news-making uh, portion of the day leads have been ca- called as early as 11 a.m. During and after the fall of Kabul, Kabul the president was Kent, was at Camp David, apparently by himself. Okay, um, and you know the article goes on to uh, let me see here. More discon- uh, disconcertingly, elements of the 86th Airborne Division were placed on alert the mornings of August 12th. Yet five days later, the West Wing remained largely empty. The egregious absence of the senior staff, while our young soldiers try their best to extract American. Americans and allies under tough circumstances is inexplicable, inexplicable and inexcusable. Mr. Biden has given fewer than 10, 10 in-person, on-camera interviews so far compared to the dozens uh, both of his immediate pre- predecessors had given at this point in his presidency. This leadership or lack thereof and its tempo dates back to the campaign and is exceedingly unusual for a sitting president. Apart from calling into question Mr. Biden's own personal involvement in the presidency, it has set the tone for his administration. Vice President Harris, the chieftain of both Afga- uh, uh, chieftain of both Afghanistan and southern border, has also been absent for most of the last two weeks, despite the concurrent crisis in both of her domains. If the chief of staff, Ron Klan, uh, has been around, his footprints have been very light. Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who also seems to be talking, has been scarce as well. Uh, maybe that's for the best. Last week when the administration officials were followed, allowed to speak, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, Security of Defense Lloyd Austin, and General Miley all said the United States didn't really have the capacity to get Americans trapped on the wrong side of the wire in Kabul. This is even tough, uh, even though the English and French military are doing so uh, at their own pay uh, for their own people. Okay, let me just stop right here. It is clearly, it is clear that 
Joe Biden made a mess in Afghanistan. Uh, everybody wanted to get out of there. It shouldn't have. That's why I talk about when, when a lot of black people, especially maybe met a lot of my friends, which I, I kept telling. Them, I said, y'all think now. I remember when y'all hate, hated George W. Now George W. is like a grandpa to y'all. You're like, yeah, yeah. I said, George W. was the, one of the worst presidents in history, and I voted for George W. like the first time because I liked him because he was a moderate from Texas. Then I got to realize Dick Cheney, and it was a war president. He turned into a warmonging president, and, was, and he destabilized the region. George W. did that. It was dumb to even go to war. In that part. They wanted to get rid of well, Saddam was Saddam. Saddam kind of had that region under control. No, he wasn't the greatest, but it was stabilized. But George and his five-ass wars went over there fussing with people. And it destabilized that region for over 20 years. And now you got everybody wanting to get out, but no, no, but by knowing the, the the craziness that would happen, got went out. Biden has done a couple of things this week. Not to mention that his son. This is covering up the news that his son was found. There's video footage of his son being allegedly naked in a hotel room with a prostitute telling a prostitute how uh, people Russians got a hold to one of his. Uh, computers and everything, which the FBI and CIA and everybody should be pay- paying attention to. Because Biden could be a puppet president, which I really totally think he is. I actually, this is my personal opinion. This is my conspiracy theory. Call it conspiracy theory all you want to. But my personal opinion is that the United States government has been hijacked now by people who are interested in a globalist agenda and will sell out America and Americans to do so. And Joe Biden has been put in that place, and he is not, he's not running anything. Probably most presidents are, but he really ain't. And most Americans are too... Most of us have become too dumb down to care. I mean, we're giving away our rights for a little bit of nothing now. Anytime they yell fear, we we are quick to give away our rights. Am I surprised this is happening? No, and I suspect things will probably get worse. They're already talking about terrorist attacks. Joe Biden, not to only mention, not only we're talking about the Afghanistan crisis, but we're going to talk about a little bit later, uh, maybe right after this article, about how uh, there's a border crisis also. We've got thousands of people at the border that's coming into this, and y'all be thinking it ain't affecting the COVID crisis. Even NBA, NBC made a dumb article talking about there's no proof that the immigrants are affecting affecting uh, 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 COVID. Are you crazy? When you leave the borders open and thousands of people are coming over, being dropped off in cities and everything without being tested, the fuck? Why aren't Americans realizing what's happening in their domain and getting upset about it? It's crazy. I warrant you guys that voting for Joe Biden 
had so many more implications. That the game wasn't any more any longer. If you're still thinking in the dynamics of just race, race is important in America. Don't get me wrong. Race is important everywhere. Race is still a construct. But understand that the construct is, there's a bigger construct now, which is globalism versus nationalism. If you don't get that game and you're trying to fight white supremacy and you don't get the game that is going on between two white supremacy factions of nationalism versus globalism, then shit, you lost in the South. Race will be hard for you to fight. Reparations will be hard for you to talk about in a globalist world. Facts, you'll get less. Suddenly, the Black American agenda will become an agenda that is for that everybody a dysphoria agenda. And there's nothing wrong with it being with everybody in the dysphoria going after the people who enslaved them and getting what they ask each from their individual governments and enslaved them. But it will lessen that fight for African Americans when we have a globalist system here in place. But it's already going that way. So very interesting, Joe's week. Also this week, Defense Secretary orders emergency use of 18 U.S. commercial uh, flight aircraft to transport Afghan evacuees. It says, this is according to uh, USA Today, and that other article, I forget who that other article is from. Uh, okay, Defense Secretary Lloyd J. Austin III ordered the emergency uh, usage from USA Today of 18 commercial aircraft Sunday to transport Afghan evacuees after they flown out of Kabul. A week since the Taliban entered Afghanistan, capital city, and, and Afghan President Ashraf Ghani fled the scene at Amir Karazi International Airport remains frenzied. The U.S. continues to evacuate Americans and Afghan people with special immigrant visas. With 17,000 people sent out of Afghanistan in the last week, the Defense Department is acting under Stage 1 of the Civil Reserve Air Fleet and confirmed that the commercial aircraft wouldn't be flying in and out of Kabul. Kabul. Officials told the Wall Street Journal the planes will move evacuees from bases in Germany, Qatar and uh, Bahrain to ease overcrowding pressure and transport bottlenecks, okay? We're not out of the, we're not out of the woods yet. South, um, no, that's that's another article, excuse me. Among the airlines tapped for the task are American Airlines, Atlas Air, Delta Airlines, and Omni Air, which will be contributing three planes, Hawaiian, Hawaiian Airlines contributing two, and United Airlines contributing four. As a global airline and flag carrier of our country, we embrace the responsibility to quickly respond to international challenges like these and use our expertise to ensure a safe passage of our fellow countrymen and women, as well as those who have risked their lives to help them safe. United Airlines statement read, okay? Okay, the Defense Department expects a minimal impact on commercial flights. Listen, I am telling y'all, this is a cre- he has created a mess, and it is hard to believe 
that he didn't understand what pressure this is going to have on the United States. Because not only are we having, uh, you know, getting Americans coming back, and we got thousands of people flowing in at the border, but now we're we going to be taking in several thousand Afghanistan people. I want you to think about that for a second. And I understand these people, you know, fleeing some from um, terrible things. You know what I'm saying? But however, we got thousands of people coming in at the borders every fucking day. Do you not see that that old ass in the White House is breaking the system down? Y'all, wow, Before it's going to be too late before we figure it out. It's a hot mess, a total hot mess, very sad. But this is all in the middle of a pandemic, mind you, why Americans are having more and more restrictive lives on the basis of vaccinated and non-vaccinated. The United States government is, uh, is, is, starting, is starting to put in place discrimination policies against uh, vaccinated and vaccinated. Well, they're not putting policies in place. They're pressuring big business to do so. And big business can do so. Even Now, here's the fucking, here's the fucking get up. This is what we were laughing about. So you can't tell private businesses, you know, the thing is, well, private, there are private businesses. We can't uh, tell them what to do uh, if, they can, if they want to hire for vaccinated. But you can't fucking tell them what to do if somebody not hired because they're gay. Oh, all shit will break a loose, okay? Against that discriminatory, you let Facebook not hire somebody because they gay. Or Google not hire somebody because they gay. Okay, so there is, that's not true that the government can't put restrictions in place that stop people from discriminating on the basis of health care information that should be private. Now we got, when we go to concerts, we got to show fucking vaccine cards. That's private. Crazy, okay? Nutty. I don't understand that we're living in this kind of energy, and we're okay with it. Scary. U.S. warns of Islamic State threat to Americans in Afghanistan. Okay, as if we know that's going to be happening. And at first they were getting out everybody else besides Americans, allegedly. I mean, I'm not going to even go over that article. But let me just say this. We're in trouble right now. Not to mention that there could, there's a heightened idea that could be more terrorist attacks on the rise. And you know what that means, Okay. When fearful things happen in America, what the fuck do we start doing? Giving away our rights. Oh, oh, I don't care. You can search me. Oh, I don't care. And Americans start to live under totalitarianism and authoritarianism. We start to live under it. Not the criminals, but us. Crazy. Speaking of vaccines, 
Was I speaking about vaccines? No, not really, but, you know, kind of I was. According to Bloomberg, the vaccinated are worried, and scientists don't have answers. So article in Bloomberg, antidotes tell us what the data can't. Vaccinated people appear to be getting the coronavirus at a surprisingly high rate, and there have been breakthrough cases. Let me tell you, there have been cases where people are dying because the press isn't the, the press is quick to report on somebody who was against the vaccine, and now they were against the vaccine, and they died. But they're not telling about people who have been fully vaccinated and have died. I've read about several cases. <sighs> but exactly how often isn't clear, nor is it certain how likely they are to spread the virus to others. Of course not. They aren't doing any studies on that because they have an agenda to pass to get everyone vaccinated, no matter if the vaccine is not working. Though it is evident vaccination still provides powerful protection against the virus, there's a growing concern that vaccinated people may be more vulnerable to the seriousness illness than previously thought. There's a dearth of scientific studies with concrete answers leaving public policymakers and corporate executives to formulate plans based on fragmented information. While some are renewing mass mandates or delaying office reopenings, others cite the lack of clarity to justify the stay in the course. It can all feel like a mess. We have been, uh, we have to be humble about what we do know and what we don't know, said Tom Frieden, a former director of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the head of the profit, nonprofit Resolve to Save Lives. There are a few things we can say definitively. One is that this is a hard question to address. Now, listen, I've been telling people since last March, People laugh. I've been. I put out old articles from the 1920s. I talked about people how uh, masks didn't work in the 1920s. I talked about because you're all wearing. A lot of people are wearing the wrong mask. Okay, masks that work are usually in 95. Right, most everybody was running around with cloth. And Fauci was talking shit, saying it was okay. While well, in his email saying something else allegedly. Here, six months later, that all comes out. I remember somebody just vehemently arguing with me that, oh, it wasn't that they didn't work. Yes, no, in the 19th, where they got the idea was from the pandemic of the Spanish flu to wear masks. And they didn't work in the Spanish flu. Masks did not stop the Spanish flu from spreading because the majority of people were wearing the wrong ones. It didn't stop shit. And now, and so you wondered why the virus kept going. Fachi and them didn't say shit. Why were they so interested in seeing people mask up, knowing that the shit wasn't working? That's crazy. It's almost as if they, it, there's a game being played, not just with COVID-19, but there's a game being played to see Simon, it's like a Simon Says, government says. Government says, put on your mask. Government, I mean, put, uh, put on your mask. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like we're playing a game of Simon Says with the government. And, like, they're, they're getting uh, high off of control. 
it's crazy. And listen, I'm not against vaccinations. Please don't get me wrong. I've told you guys I'm not against vaccines. I am now. I will. I do say that some. You know, I do. Hey, I. I ain't saying that ain't I am legend out in these streets. I'm not saying that. Sometimes to me it takes years to really know the effects of vaccines and how they affect people and stuff like that. But I believe it's a personal decision to you to whether you get the vaccine or not. And I believe it's one you don't have to share. Um, it says, uh, absent clear of public health messaging, Vaccinated people are, uh, let's see, absent clear of public health messaging, vaccinated people are left confused about how to protect themselves. Just how vulnerable they are is a key variable, not just for public health officials trying to figure out, uh, say, when booster shots might be needed, but also to inform decisions about whether to roll back reopenings amid a new wave of the virus. On a smaller scale, the unknowns have left music lovers unsure if it's okay to see a concert and prompted a fresh round of hang ringing among parents pondering what school is going to be like. In lieu of the answers that has emerged, it, uh, it has emerged is a host of case studies providing somewhat different pictures of breakthrough infections, variables including when the surveys were conducted, whether the Delta variant was present, how much of the population was vaccinated, and even what the weather was like at the time to make it hard to compare results and suss out the patterns. It's difficult to know which data might ultimately carry more heft. It is quite clear that we have more breakthroughs now, said Monica Gandhi, an infectious disease expert at the University of California, San Francisco. We all know someone who has had one, but we don't have great clinical data. Can you not believe they're not connecting data, good data on that? That is crazy. So, and here's the interesting thing. As far as concerts are concerned, last week in Chicago, was a couple of weeks ago in Chicago, the Lollapalooza concert had over 300,000 people, 396,000 people in the course of three days. It was outside, okay? Come through there. Only 200 people are known to have gotten effect, infected in, uh, through that. That's very minimal. And it wasn't big infections, okay? And this was not a crowd that was fully vaccinated. It was a crowd of all kinds of people, okay? So that's interesting because you don't have – there are concerts and stuff going on, and they aren't tracking even that. So that, that's <laughs> it's crazy. It is nutty out here that they're making mandates they're making a lot of mandates over things that they don't know for sure. Crazy. And it says the vaccinated are now worried. Interesting. Let's go on to some lighter news. Who so yesterday I was going to talk about Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce, <clears throat> Beyonce blesses fans with booty meat bonanza ahead of Ivy Park Rodeo Drop. This is according to projectile.com. Okay. Uh, it says here, uh, 
Queen Bee is wrangling up buzz with the booty meat bonanza ahead of the highly anticipated release. Highly anticipated? See what I'm talking about? <laughs> of Ivory Park Rodeo that drops today at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, what was that, yesterday or something? I don't know. Uh, in, in a revealing interview with Harper Bazaar, she opened up about the inspiration behind her new Ivory Park collection that's, a, uh, that's aligned with celebrating the overlooked history of American black cowboy. The cowboys who were discriminated against and often given the worst, most temperamental horses to work with. Oh, Jesus, I can't, I can't sell it. Anyway, uh, she she uh, anyway, but she showed her butt, and a lot of people got all upset talking about, oh, she's too old to be showing her butt, or well, she, this is below Beyonce. I'm like people who for, for the people who were saying it was below Beyonce, I'd be like, huh? That's all Beyonce doing, walking around in Leah Torts and showing her ass. What are y'all talking? About? <laughs> you, have you ever seen her in concert? <laughs> What are you talking about this below Beyonce to show her ass? Beyonce been showing her ass. What is y'all talking about? Part of Beyonce's allure is her sexuality. What the fuck? But people were saying stuff like she's a mother now and all that. And I even used to say that to Kim Kardashian. Listen, Beyonce is a pop star, okay? And being 40 year, what was she, 40? 45, a good 45, she 40 years, she was 40 showbiz years, 45, y'all say, uh, real years. <laughs> she still look good. Girl, you still look good if you're 45. Damn, right? But, you know, listen, she looks good. Why can't she show her, why do women, people think that when women become mothers, are married or different things, that their aura and sexuality has to die. <laughs> like they they have to stop being sexy. <laughs> I can understand being somewhat modest, like, you know, but you don't, you don't have to be, you can still be beautiful and sexy. I don't understand what people be talking about. People be saying some dumb shit. Beyonce is a very beautiful. And she is married to a man, in my personal opinion, Jay Z. I don't know what Jay Z. You know, I'm. You know, I like Jay Z's music. I'm not a personally. Some things I'm not a fan of Jay Z's. However, Jay Z seems like he can handle the energy of her sex appeal. That he's not bothered by her being her powerful, sexy self. And neither should you. Get over it. So what she got? She's a mommy of three. She look damn good. See, now, listen, listen, write it down. Here's a moment I'm taking up for Beyonce. <laughs> she looks damn good, and there is no reason that people should be getting on her because she's showing her ass, whether it's a BBL or whatever y'all was calling it. <laughs> Shit, it was a beautiful ass. That's all I got to say. I like my ass, too, though. I have a nice ass. I do. I really do. I can't lie to y'all. I do, I got a nice ass. I always have a nice I got big hips. But, you know, but, yeah, my ass is one of my favorite parts of my body. I love my ass. I do. I really do. And, you know, you know, doing stuff. You know, if I, would, I don't know if I show it like Beyonce, but I like that Beyonce is showing her ass. She looks great. It's nothing wrong. I ain't mad at her. And y'all shouldn't be mad at her either. And she owns that energy. Go do what you do, you be, Okay. Crazy, y'all be getting mad about it. Y'all get mad about the right things. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Okay. I'm talking about Kelly Clarkson next. Okay. Kelly Clarkson getting used out in these streets for her money. People are saying her husband. You know, this was rumors a long. This was a rumor a while ago that about when Kelly Clarkson first got married, a lot of people were saying that you know. He was using her and stuff. Sus didn't listen. The rumors was out there then. But according to Women's Health this week, they're saying uh, Kelly Clarkson is in the middle of a pretty messy divorce from her estranged husband, Brandon Blackstock. A new report says his jealousy of her success is one of the reasons their relationship didn't work out. Us Weekly reports that Kelly earns a whopping $2 million per month, damn, and realized that Brandon was just using her for her money and her lifestyle. Kelly Clarkson is in the middle of a pretty messy divorce from her estranged husband, Brandon Blackstock. And a new report says his jealousy of her success is one of the reasons their relationship didn't work out. The relationship had been on the rocks for a long time, a source told Us Weekly. She was a high-income owner with a wildly successful talk show and is the star of another hit show, The Voice. Brandon was extremely jealous of it and made her know it. Wow, yuck to this energy. But the good news is Kelly can finally enjoy her success without feeling ashamed now that she and Brandon are over. Moreover, she doesn't take uh, credit for her success but shares it with the team she works with. It's just who she is. Let me stop this. I, I want every woman now, one thing I want you girls to go see who are out here who are celebrities and you like to make your husbands, you like to overcompensate for your husband not being success, successful as you. And one of the things you women do to overcompensate for your extremely wild success is make them managers. It's bullshit. Please watch Aretha Franklin's story. Or when Unsung shows it, maybe go look up on YouTube Unsung Melba Moore's story. Melba Moore's is the worst. But let me just say this, okay? You cannot overcompensate for your success. You can't make him. Oh, I'm. You know, I gotta make. I. I gotta make my husband feel like the man. If you already doing that, if you were doing that, I'm telling you the shit is done. It's one girl on right now. I won't say her name. Okay, she be coming on sometimes live with her husband. And everything. I said she need to stop that shit because she's overcompensating. She's trying to make it like her husband, you know, he's a boss. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's not a boss. you the boss. And you're going to let him know that if he starts fucking up your money. Listen, successful women, you're going to have it tough. Finding a man is going to be hard as shit unless you were with him from the beginning. Like, you know what I'm saying? And y'all can share in the building of your success. And then it's still going to be hard when you become a success. And even if the man you were with, you know, who was with you in the beginning, there is a lot of changes that happen when you become successful. I mean, there's a few successful stories like Dolly Parton and her husband, where her husband kind of literally stays away from the spotlight. It is hard for women who are successful, and I hate to say it, but you almost have to find somebody for women, not men, but for women. You almost have to find somebody just as successful or more successful than you. And I know that's a tall glass of water, 
are somebody who is extremely confident in his himself, who doesn't need you to overcompensate for him by getting you by getting involved in your career. That happened to Nina Simone, it happened to Mary J. Blige, it happened to Melba Moore, it happened to Aretha Franklin, women giving away their fucking power because they've married a fucking weakling who couldn't be content and strong in his own shit and instead invaded their shit because he needed to feel like the man. And he and they overcompensated for him because they knew they had married failures. Now, with women, it's different. Men all the time marry girls that don't have money, who are beautiful and all that stuff. They don't have no uh, a partner or a business. But men are known to be providers and protectors. For you women who are highly successful, it's an unusual position. It's not one that I say that you shouldn't have. It's just an unusual position for women, and it makes you very different. You become very alpha with that money. So you have to search for men who can accept your alphaness or who are more alpha than you with your money. And this is a tale that's as tragic and as old as days in. I mean, as much as I love Monique, I love me some Monique, okay? And I ain't going to speak on I, I want to speak on her personal business because I don't know. But what, I'm, she calls that man daddy, her husband, daddy. I was telling her, like, but I feel like it's overcompensating. Daddy, won't you tell them, daddy? Daddy, and I'm and I'm no offense to her, like she talks about the chicks with the bonnets and stuff. I could be that's, that might be her thing. Daddy, why don't you tell him? It sounds like you overcompensating for his ass. Like he seemed like a cool dude in and of himself. He don't need you to overcompensate, daddy, 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 daddy. But that's because sometimes women will feel guilty being the our high income earner. Doesn't mean he's a bum. It just means that she made more money. Now a lot of these women, like Aretha, married a bum. I want you girls who are money makers to go listen to the hypergamy people. I would also say probably listen, the only guy, and I don't even consider him in the man's sphere, but the guy that I like that kind of has a man's spirit tone, and I don't always agree with everything he says, okay? What I do like him is... Uh, Jason Black, the business, okay? I think he's more balanced than other. Not always. Sometimes Jason be out there. But, you know, those are people. I like Chloe for the women, underscore Chloe. I mean, you know, and try to get your mind together because it is hard. It doesn't mean you can't find someone. It just means that it's going to be harder for you to get a man to accept you with all of your success and that you have to... Uh, it has to be a man who, and don't get me wrong, there are some men who can walk in those positions very well, okay? They can. They were born for it, and they can do it. But you have to be very careful who those males are. 
and usually those men don't need to be overexerted into your business. Like, they are part of your business. But it's like you don't have to drag a man to be a manager or to be such and such. It's like where you can have a marriage and you can discuss as your marriage, your your career moves together, and then discuss them with your managers and your advisors in those fields and stuff. But when women, what women often do who are really successful, especially in entertainment business, they often end up trying to make it. They make they because they husbands. They all instead of having these discussions privately with their husbands and letting the people around them advise them, they often marry these men who are uh, got big egos but not a lot of success, and they end up uh, the men don't want to listen to the advisors around them, and they feel like they're being usurped. And you have a lot of these women that are feeling guilty for their success. And so they often give them some sort of fucking position that they don't need and start to let them run their shit. And it ends up usually hurting their career in some form. You know what I'm saying? Instead of getting somebody who understands, who's humble, who can speak to you, who can have wisdom, speak to the situations that you're involved in and everything, but also knows how to take themselves out of it, that's hard to find, ladies. But you got to search for the unusual because you're an unusual chick. Being a boss chick is highly unusual. And so your situation calls for an unusual type of guy, usually more successful than you. But if not, he has to be very unusual to walk in that path without interfering to your detriment. And this is what happened to Kelly Clarkson, okay, And she probably knew it. She probably felt it. If you feel it, she probably felt it, the little things inside, like, well, let me make him this. Let me make. If you overcompensate, you already know. You know, marry somebody you wait. You, you, you marry somebody who can't handle your success. <sighs> Not surprised about this story. Also, in the news. Lizzo, oh, God, I can't talk about Lizzo, it's weird, I got time, yes, okay, y'all, I mean, Lizzo is one of those cases I was talking about where highly talented, and it's kind of like what I said about Beyonce the other week, because Beyonce, and this is going to be off subject, but I was talking about Beyonce, and I said Beyonce compared herself to Prince and Sade. But I said Prince, Beyonce cannot do that because she didn't make the choices towards her artistry that Prince and Sade made, or even a Maxwell makes, or even a Her makes. Uh Meaning those are people who can't, who don't need mainstream success. Meaning, how do I say that? They got mainstream success. They do have it. But, and her is a little bit of a different thing because I'm not sure what her is really right now. I'm, I'm, I'm still following her. But, but she still, I mean, you know, she still has great music. Meaning they didn't pick mass appeal, trying to appeal to a massive audience to um, to sell themselves. 
they decided, artists like Prince and Charday, or and and uh, I'm going to even include Maxwell D'Angelo and people like that, and there are a lot more artists decided that they were going to put their artistry first. Doesn't mean that they don't use bells and whistles. Doesn't mean they don't use publicity and that their their record companies don't pump them up and stuff like that. It means they decided that. I don't have to do anything to be mainstream. I don't have to go with producers and people who I really don't know just what's happening, what's going on right now to make something hot. That's what Beyonce does. Beyonce tries to make what's hot. She isn't an artist like that in the way of I'm creative, I'm deep, deep thought. Like Solange is that. Solange was forced into that, in my personal opinion, because she couldn't, you know, she couldn't work any other way. But Solange is a young lady who decides, hey, I'm going to do the go the unusual route. It's not just going to be about uh, the glitz, glamours, and the bells and whistles and stuff like that. I actually want to create, have an art form to what I do. I'm not saying Beyonce doesn't have an art form. I'm just saying it's more uh, uh, conducive to what is massively going on. Beyonce is a writer of trends. Like when when what's the, when 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 they when they needed a, 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 a when they when they wasn't selling that good allegedly for on the run two, they need to put an album out real quick. What they go to to the Migos guys because the Migos guys were hot at the time, and they did ape shit right. They hopped on the trend of Migos. That's what they are a trend right. They don't care how to, even if they look ridiculous. I'm going to be a trend rider. I'm a, I'm a horse trend rider. Beyonce rides the horse of trends. Sade does not. Maxwell does not. D'Angelo does not ride the horse of trends. That doesn't mean they won't float over and grab a trend every now and then and, and work with it. But it's only if it fits into the narrative of where they want to go as an artist. But you seldom see them riding the trend. That's what I mean by Beyonce talking about, I'm trying to be like Charday and what's up? Nah, bitch, that's over. You can't be that. You're a trend rider. <laughs> and there's too much money in you. They've pumped too much money in you for you to try to go that way. They used to Maxwell shit. They used to Charday shit. They used to uh, a Prince's, when Prince was alive, his shit. <laughs> right? And it wasn't. That doesn't mean they haven't had commercial success because they have had commercial success, but not as in the way Beyonce has. And that is because Beyonce has that massive success. It's sort of like I always say on this show: when you're a Walmart artist, like, <laughs> I mean, you know how you, everybody just go to a Walmart and you just like everybody shop at Walmart because it's cheap and you can get it real quick and you get. It's different than going to Target. Target is a little bit more exclusive. All right, what's the better thing? Crystal, Crystal versus, well, is it Crystal anymore that's popular? What's a real popular wine? I don't know. What's a real popular? I'm not big on it. What's, I don't know, like a real high-end wine compared to uh, 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 a cheap wine. Anybody can just go in the store and get them a cheap bottle of wine, but it's different when you're getting that exclusive, expensive wine, okay? Beyonce and them are the wine that's available to everybody. 
she don't really do nothing really different. She just does a trend at a higher level, okay, because she's got more publicity pumped behind her. But when we talk about Sardes of the world and the Maxwells of the world and the Angelos of the world, we're talking about people who who are rare, fine wines. They're in the exclusive club. They don't sell their souls. Well, I don't know if they sold their souls. Maybe they sold their souls for a <laughs> But they don't sell their, like, complete soul for a hit. At least it appears that way, right? They're in a completely different club than Beyonce, okay? Now, bringing me to Lizzo. This generation has an obsession with just wanting to be famous. It doesn't matter that I'm just going to go in the studio and make a good-ass record and let my album speak for itself. That doesn't mean you don't need other things, because trust me, it is a music business. You do need other things in the music business. You can't be born. Even Maxwell with his mysterious ass, when they when he goes to a, a thing, he may hide a lot of things about his family and friends and stuff like that, but they do got to get some shit out of him, like, mm, what do you like in a woman? What are you, blah, blah, blah. They got to sell the fantasy in some ways, okay? So they got to ask you things a little bit outside of your range, things that make you relate and stuff like that. You do got to play the game and be a little bit relatable. But a lot of you motherfuckers today are just interested in selling, like, stories and getting your name out there no matter what. I mean, it's not the music speaking for you. It's the latest story about your ass. Brings me to Lizzo again. According to Vague News, Vague News, Lizzo shuts down fat shamers on TikTok with vegan egg sandwich. Jesus, I can't believe I'm reading this. <sighs> Musical artist Lizzo shut down fat phobic comments this week with a short TikTok post. The 33-year-old musician shared a video of herself in her underwear eating a vegan egg sandwich over an audio clip of a woman saying, "I'm seeing way too many plus-size vegans." Okay, are y'all frying the lettuce? Lizzo clapped back further in her caption of the TikTok video. Yes, actually, I do. Lizzo said in a reference to fried lettuce, shout out to all my fat vegans. We look as good as we feel. And to the haters, good luck chasing that narrow beauty standard. The TikTok post follows an emotional week for Lizzo after the release of her latest single, Rumors, a collaboration with rapper Cardi B. The video for Rumors is made with an ancient Greece-inspired aesthetic and features both women wearing togas and dancing, okay? After receiving hateful, fat-shaming, and racist comments, Lizzo took to Instagram Live to address the issues. I don't have time for your negativity. Yet she's making an Instagram Live video. Uh, Your internalized self-hatred that you project onto me and your racism and your fat phobia. I don't have time for it, Lizzo said in tears, and now deleted Instagram live video. What I won't accept is y'all doing this to black women over and over again, especially us big black girls, when we don't fit into the box that you want to put us in. You just unleash hatred onto us. It's not cool. I'm doing this shit for being for the big black women in the future who just want to live their lives without being scrutinized 
are put in the boxes, okay? Despite the negative feedback, rumors Lizzo's first new song in two years is topping music charts only a few days after its release. Why? Because there's a huge rumor publicity machine behind it, which is her fat phobia stuff. Okay? She has to use that to sell it. It's instead of her just having good music. After he crushed, after the ordeal, Lizzo returned to Instagram Live to celebrate the single success and further shut down negative comments about her body with custom vegan chocolate and, and Rob's cake. Okay, let me just say this. She is being known as much for her body as she, what, what somebody has done. This is what, and, I, and I'm not mad at her. I'm a plus size girl. I'm not mad at her for trying to show women, you know, not body shaming, but what she's, what's, what's, what's gone along with her career. One of the ways they're selling her is being the poster child for, uh, uh, and it's boxing her in a way that she doesn't understand it's boxing her. She thinks it's freeing her. I think it's boxing her, meaning that they have put her in this body conscious, like she's going to be the body conscious savior for all fat women, okay? And uh, and it means that she always has to shake her ass or show her ass in some sort of way because people have grown accustomed to Lizzo doing shocking things with her body because she's big. Whereas before it was refreshing to see, now it's sort of like, it's a lot. It's like, uh, <laughs> listen, there's been fat women in the music industry. Lizzo is not doing anything new. There, I mean, she's doing new with showing her body all the time. But there's been big plus-size women in the industry before Lizzo. Jill Scott, who is sexy as fuck, she was one of the most sexiest. Be showing them boobs, everything. Chill is fine, okay? It shows her sexual energy in various ways. Various ways. Sometimes Jill uh, is sleek and sexy. Sometimes she's uh, earthy, airy, and uh, and uh, motherly and majestic. She she has so many ways that she oozes sexuality, that she oozes body-conscious positivity, right? But she ain't all the time showing her ass. Like, Lizzo, this is a part of the seeds. It's almost like it's a part of the seeds for the dude. What's the dude, the gay dude, who loves to use his gayness and his provocativeness? What's the dude's name? What's his, I just got his name, Old Town Country Road dude. What's the Old Town Country Road? I'm going to take my road to... So I'm going to take my, what is it to the Old Town Road and drive so I can't, what's that boy's name? I don't forgot the Old Town Country. Little Nas X. It's like his ass. His ass wants to use homosexuality to black people. That's what he's trying to do. Like, you trying to get me because I'm homosexual. No, it's not. It's because you can't provide great music without shock. Just write a great-ass song. No, I'm trying to show my homosexuality, but that's what he's trying to use a cause. It's like, it's some bullshit they got these young kids out here doing now. It's like a fake-ass cause that blocks you because, like, that's what's blocking Lizzo. You can't really come criti- be critical of Lizzo because she's saying, you fat-shaming, you fat-shaming. It's not you fat-shaming. I love that you appreciate your body, but there's a numerous ways that you can show your sexuality and divinity as a woman. But they are boxing you in one thing that's making you a caricature. And I'm seeing less and less of your talent. 
The first album was very, it was beautiful. You were so talented. It was unique. But now it's threatening to sound. It's like, you know what? Even with Meg Thee Stallion. I was watching a video today with Meg Thee Stallion, and I love Meg. I think Meg is a beautiful girl. But how much fucking twerking can you do? How many times is you going to shake the ass? I know men like to look at it, but it's a after now it's kind of like I I done lost. I'm like, where's the good rap song? I feel like the that the energy is going down for her because she's she's more working into this caricature instead of digging deep for great music and great artistry. And I know you guys have seen that kind of shit work in the past. And you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to ride the publicity machine. But where is your great artistry? Where is your great just art form? What the fuck are you doing showing your ass all the time? How the fuck? I'm tired. May, how many times can May talk about my pussy's good? I get it. The pussy's good. I get it. The pussy is good. I know it's Sunday, but that's what she say. The pussy's good. I get that your pussy is good. How many times can you rap about it? It's a lot. I mean, let's get a variety of things going on out here. <laughs> let's reach somewhere deep down in our soul and come up with some great shit. You're too talented to not come up with great shit. Lizzo, you're too talented for this shit. Don't let them box you in Every time that you start coming on crying about somebody fat shaming you, you know what the fuck they going to do. That's why you being provocative. That's why you doing the bullshit to create publicity. That shit ain't new. Madonna was doing y'all shit way before y'all. Y'all got to stop this, doing this shit. Does he let these people tell this is it? And this is what people will tell you that you need to sell yourself. But you don't need that. All you need, especially if you're talented like Lizzo, that's what they told Beyonce, to be honest. I ain't going to try to, you know. They told Beyonce to work in the formula, and now she's fucking mad about it because the formula has gotten her overhyped and overbloated as an artist. Beyonce working the formula, you're pretty. We'll make you the biggest of your, your, of your group. You're pretty. Just keep singing these songs we want you to. And then she tries to break out, and it seems unnatural. Like she starts to do stuff like, uh, yeah, I'm making an uh, Ivy Park. It's, it's going to be about black cowboys, but the shit just looks strange. <laughs> because where she failed, in my personal opinion, even though she's a wild success, to the world. But where she has failed to me is that I don't know where she is. I think that she says when she she don't want your Virgo ass her Virgo ass to know something, I believe that she has failed what artists do, like Prince has an artist very much put himself into his work. You could not separate Prince from his work. Prince was very bold and methodical in his work. 
even when it was strange shit that he knew may not sell. But he was a very much a part. Real artists are very much a part of their work. Beyonce's image is very much a part of her work. Some strange phenomenon named Sasha Fierce or something, you know, whatever. But I don't know where the real her stands. Like, there has not been a, a extension of herself. You see it a little bit when she does stuff like college dropout, because that's really where she's best in, those type of things. And that's where she's grown more relaxed in. You know what I'm saying? That's her lane, I feel. But it's hard for her because people, I believe, people have given her a formula and they wanted her to stick to it. They wanted her to stick to a formula because it was hard outside of herself. Like when you're talking about you're trying to explain yourself, you're trying to say I'm doing stuff for black cowboys and all that stuff, um, we don't see her talking about it in a natural way. She just sounds robotic. It doesn't really sound, it sounds like they're giving her speeches to say and stuff like that. Things have to come naturally from you. And that's how you extend your artistry into other things and people buy into you without pushing hype behind you. Like to sell that Adidas stuff, you know how much hype they have to buy? It's probably as much as they sell. Because simply because of a lack of personality. <laughs> Let me shut up. All I'm saying is that you kids have to develop, your artistry has to be an extension of you if you want to go the way of the great. And you just don't want to be some massive appeal, overbloated pop star who's won a lot of awards and you don't know what the fuck for. Because <laughs> they simply bought ten of them. All right, all right, don't be a publicity hype machine. Extend yourself. It's okay. Maybe everybody doesn't like your next album or whatever. I'm not saying make a shitty album, but put your, put, do your best. Extend yourself into your music. Extend yourself. I know they don't like you to extend people. They, they tell you you need the publicity machine, and you do. But that's not the only thing you need. You need creativity, and you need to know how to extend your real, true self. A real artist knows how to extend their true self into their brands, into who they are. And we don't need the fat stuff going on. I mean, Lizzo acting like she's the first fat woman out that's been out here singing pop stuff. It's just really crazy. I don't, I don't understand what's going on in these streets. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, her fat ass is the first one. I, I mean, she's not the first one. But I think women who have come along have uh, been able to sell. Uh, when you talk about people like uh, 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 Kelly Price, who, you know, who has made herself, she's for Kelly, she's more than just, you know, uh, you know, she's more than just a singer. She's a songwriter. She, when she came out, she extended herself. Even though she was huge, she extended her artistry and stuff in various areas. You, and she, and she's over the years, she sold her somewhat self, you know, sold herself in various ways. Okay, so 
you know, we talk. There's she. She's not the first. They're not the first. She's acting like she's the first big woman on the scene. <laughs> I mean, and there's a number of ways to be sexy. Okay, so that's just my point of view. That's my point. Okay, let's talk about Fallon in these streets because y'all all were shocked when Fallon said she was pregnant, which. Simon had already told us. Simon, uh, Simon, who if you, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Fallon and Portia started off on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, Portia introduced Fallon to the group as her friend or whatever, and you, the first scene, uh, scene you see of Fallon is at her house. Her husband at the time was Simon, and Portia and all of them were at, at uh, Fallon's house swimming or whatever, and we thought Portia and Fallon were friends. So much to our shock when months later uh, Portia comes on and says they were never friends and announces that she's engaged to Simon <laughs> and that uh, Simon and uh, Fallon are getting a divorce, right? And Simon begins to start saying, well, hey, the reason why I'm breaking up with Fallon is because she cheated on me. And listen, and I still call Portia messy. I know a lot of y'all saying, oh, well, now it's changed on me that Portia's messy. No, because I believe Simon wasn't cheating that relationship. I don't think it's just Portia. I don't think it was just Fallon. I think it's Simon, too. But I, I digress. What I say is this, though. The reason why I still say Portia is, is funny in this, because sometimes as a woman, first of all, you came in there introducing yourself, even if you weren't friends with her, you lied on the show and pretended to be her friend. And to end up with the woman's husband, no matter what the fuck was going on between her and that, her and her husband, because that's their business as a married couple, to insert yourself in the middle of that shit and being her friend, allegedly, is real messy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's messy as fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, now y'all be like, y'all talk about, you don't say that about Alicia Keys. No. Alicia Keys was a different story, okay? Alicia Keys fucked up something that was already fucked up. She didn't go after nobody's friend. I don't think she was friends with Masanda. I ain't heard that. Alicia was like, damn, shit, he's out here. He's about to be single. The shit's not working. <laughs> I'm just going to fuck it all on this. <laughs> hey, it wasn't working anyway. I'm not talking. Portia's messy ass, new Fallon. And I still say it was messy when you know her. And you taught her your friend. Okay? But anyway. Real Housewives of Atlanta this week, Fallon Gubadea, I don't know if I announced, I say their name right, announced that she's pregnant a month after being officially divorced, okay? The reality TV personality made national news this year when her Real Housewives of Atlanta co-star Portia Williams became engaged to her then estranged husband, Simon. Uh, congratulations are in order for Fallon Gubadea, the Real Housewives of Atlanta cast member announced through a YouTube video. She should stop calling herself that, especially when you're pregnant with another man's child. Uh, stop using his last name Through a YouTube video that she is expecting a baby With her boyfriend Jalen Banks Has the Griot previously reported And Fallon became the most talked about Real housewife That was never really a housewife When her drama became national news Early this year Peach Holder, Pressure Williams Famously became engaged to Fallon's now ex-husband Simon While he was still married to Fallon Okay while Williams has been busy filming a spin-off series and hosting Bravo's chat room along, Gazelle, along with Gazelle Bryant, 
fans have kept up with Fallon through interviews, sit-down videos, and more. Now some happy news is coming from her. Uh, sitting down with her boyfriend, Banks, Fallon shared in the video on Tuesday, Jalen and I will actually be having a baby. Jalen and I are expecting we are adding another little one to the crazy bunch. It is Jalen's first baby, so welcome aboard. Some fan accounts have blogs and blogs that caught wind of the news and begun uh, reporting this earlier in the month. I do realize that a lot of you and a lot of blogs have somewhat caught wind of our little news, and we just wanted to make sure we made it past the second month mark, okay? Banks opened up about fatherhood and his first baby, sharing the video, I'm as ready as I can be. I've always wanted to have some type of father figure in my life, so I'm giving back to the boys what I've never received. I'm ready to start a new adventure with you, okay? Uh, Let's see this. Fallon made it very clear that Portia Williams was not the cause of her divorce from Simon, okay? In an appearance on YouTube show uh, show up in Ademi, she shared, no one has that power over my life, my husband's life, and our marriage. uh, marriage. Simon and I are the ones uh, who were married to one another. I agree with that. I just think Portia was messy for getting in the middle of it. We're the ones who created uh, a family together and built a life with one another, okay? And listen, that's why I don't get mad at Alicia Keys on that because uh, the situation is that people don't know what goes on inside of people's marriage, okay? And sometimes it's at the it's edge, okay? And so she just had to come in and push that shit over, okay? <laughs> it, just, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's why I say you can't judge. And I and this doesn't mean listen. I'm a I'm I'm for people cheating and all. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you can't. Everybody has an individual story. Stories; these stories are wide, and when people, you know, break up and have issues in their marriage and all kinds of things, it'd be all kind of shit going on, right? And sometimes it, it may be another person involved, but it has nothing to do with the other person. The other person may just be there. The other person may be a picture that something is very wrong. Right, you know what I'm saying? And and it's but it's up to the couple whether they're gonna stay together or not. Ain't got shit to do with the other person, okay? Now that don't mean the other person can't fucking, you know, make it harder, but I'm just saying that life happens that way. And if the other person goes off with somebody, then it wasn't meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Oh shit. I mean There's a lot of reasons that go on behind the infidelity and stuff. And all of it ain't because somebody's a dog. Sometimes it's a lot of various reasons that happen, a lot of various things, okay? Uh, now, here's my concern here, though, that this dude that that Fallon has picked, what's his name? What's this dude, Jalen Banks? Fallon. Listen, and, you know, I understand women that sometimes, you know, she may have been going uh, – let me see. Let me look out. Let me see who Jalen Banks is. I got to see. Who is Jalen Banks? Let me see this. We may never heard of Jalen Banks before. Simon Gubada named him the man Fallon reported cheating on him with. She is now deceived, uh, said to be pregnant as well as with his child. Um, let's see. However, she is most known for uh Likewise, we don't know. Okay, we don't know. I'm trying to see who uh, Jalen is. 
Though we can't have detailed information about Jane or Banks via where we do know that he resides in Atlanta as a successful entrepreneur with a social media file of over 26000 at the time of the writing. Okay, listen. I'm going to just tell the truth. Um, <laughs> Fallon is a very beautiful girl. And she has, I think she has two or three other children from a previous, I don't know if it was if it was Simon's children, I don't think so. But literally, the situation was, it looked like Simon was the upgrade, right? And now she's, she's you know, she comes off a messy divorce, and she's pregnant right now by, it looks like, I ain't saying it's a downgrade, but she, I don't know. Here's what I'll say, and it ain't always all about money, okay? I get that. But women like that, let me just explain something with me, okay? Sometimes you need to not have no children. Like, like if you're fucking around with somebody, I know it might have been an accident or something, but sometimes you need to, especially if it's a downgrade, especially that's why Simon was talking shit about it. That's why he was literally talking shit. Because it's, it's like you, you have to step back and say, okay, you know, you have to heal from whatever shit you and Simon went through. Fallon seems very confused about about things because she wasn't, at first, Simon had announced she was pregnant, then she was saying she wasn't and everything. Like, she was trying to let the publicity go, uh, you know, the bad publicity, that like she didn't want to catch the bad publicity from being pregnant by this dude. <sighs> I see this constantly on, like, you know, y'all know my favorite stuff is the ID channel, right? I love the ID channel. Like, I love that shit. I, 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 I'm a Scorpio. They got this Scorpio meme out right now that says uh, Scorpios are sitting in the house all day watching uh, crime stories. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like a detective. But one of the things I love about some of these crime stories is a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is Fallon's situation, but a lot of times you will find women who will uh, – who will have, uh, who will be dating, uh, literally dating a man, maybe the man hasn't been the best to him, ain't been real good to him, he might have been a cheater, he might have been doing something crazy, or maybe not giving enough attention, or whatever the shit. But you will find them getting involved. And this will, I say this, I say this can be anybody's behavior, when you become down, depressed enough, or crazy enough. But what you'll find them doing, a lot of these women, when they're in the middle of these hardcore uh, relationships that's messing them up mentally and spiritually and stuff, they'll go out and they'll end up dating some dude. Like I saw this one show, one the other day, where this dude was like, he convinced this girl. Now, she, she dealing with this. She's married to this man. She's an Asian girl, married to this man. He take care of her, do real good by her and everything. But, you know, he don't pay that much attention to her. The chemistry's kind of off, and so she started messing with this dude who's literally a bum, you know, like he ain't got shit, right? She messing with him for the dick, right? You know what I'm saying? But she let the dick get out of control. He starts talking to her, talking about, well, what about your husband's benefits and insurance money? And she goes for the shit, like, all right, like, we're going to set him up to kill him for the insurance money and his money and everything. And so she sets herself, sets it up so that he, him and his friend can kill the man is taking care of And I said, how you going to let a motherfucker who ain't got shit come to you and talk you out of your bag? You, 
You asking me about whose bag? You asking me about my? Who are you? Like you, like a real man ain't gonna ask you. A real man who want you, and you in a relationship with him is not gonna be asking you about your husband or your significant other shit. He gonna be like, you need to get out of that shit. I got you. Whatever else. Any motherfuckers asking you for like, what? So what your husband got that we can take on? Why do women get involved in these types? With these types, they always downgrading. <laughs> you gonna talk down? It's like bullshit. It's completely. It's or even if you gonna downgrade, downgrade with a dude who's willing to work and do his own shit, not steal from somebody else. You know, it's kind of crazy and stuff. Why I say this? Because Fallon, this seems kind of odd here. Fallon was accused of cheating from Simon. And I'm like, Fallon, Simon may have not been that great, but now you're pregnant by a guy who we really don't know what's happening. Maybe we don't know what he's doing. Maybe we'll find it out on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I suspect he probably is a downgrade from Simon. That doesn't mean Simon was that great, okay? But maybe he's an upgrade emotionally and stuff. However, I think women have to be very careful before getting strongly involved and pregnant by people, like pregnant by this dude, like he, yeah, well, well, you don't even, like there's nothing much about him out there. And Simon was a damn millionaire, so this is what you done gave him. You done chose the wrong bag. It looks like you done chose the wrong bag, Fallon, and Portia's ass <laughs> is running away with your bag. That Portia will run away with a bag. Portia's an upgrading motherfucker. That's one thing I get Portia. Portia is an upgrade. What was the hot dog dude she was messing with? The dude who's owning all the hot dog restaurants in Atlanta. His ass was looking happy when uh, Simon got Portia. His ass been looking happy ever since. Why? Because he's looking like you getting her off my ass. <laughs> one thing Portia going to do is upgrade. <laughs> now, be careful, Portia. Because he can, he seems like he can inflict a lot of mental uh, 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 issues once you get, once he gets with you. Because I feel like that's what went on with Fallon. But she was so distraught, she started uh, searching out a situation that may not have been as good. Like you know what I'm saying. But a lot of women do that. I'm not saying he's a bum, but I'm just saying a lot of women you see it constantly on the ID channel. Like women who will downgrade to a man, like, you know, who, who's gotten so messed up in the marriage, right, you know, to the point that they'll, they'll let a motherfucker from jail come talk them out of, talk them into killing their husband for his shit. And he ain't got shit. Like, the average person be like, how the fuck you gonna tell me, tell me to kill somebody? Where's your shit? <laughs> like, you can't talk. You could talk crazy to me like that. I'd be a put a contract on your ass and killed you for the insurance money. <laughs> you the less likely person they ain't going to look at. <laughs> the bum is the less likely person they ain't going to look at. I mean, that's just crazy. It is the craziest thing that women do, that women tend to downgrade. It's nutty. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm not saying Portia of Talon has downgraded but it's looking mighty suspect. And Fallon is now bringing a baby into the situation. Well, who knows? Maybe she'll be happily ever after, okay? I'm just saying, have you chosen the wrong bag? 
but sometimes maybe you just need energy to be on your own and alone and, and, and create growth for yourself and, you know what I'm saying, and get, you know, get complete healing before you choose someone. But he was right. Simon Simon said she was pregnant a while, a while back. So it turns out that Simon was not wrong, okay? All right, so when we get back, y'all, y'all like this, y'all, you crawl out of you a bit. Hey, I'm not saying the guys are downgrade. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it's looking kind of recent. It's looking kind of crazy. Who knows? All right, when I get back, we're going to talk about Shikari, okay, out in these streets, and why y'all thought Shikari was going to win anything. I could have told y'all Shikari wasn't up for no win and nothing. Shikari is the same chick who gave up the Olympics with smoking weed. What the fuck? Her judgment ain't sound. She ain't ready to run no races out in these streets. What y'all think is going on out here? Jamaica, don't get all happy. Shikari ain't, Shikari ain't sound in her mind. But congratulations to y'all. Damn, what's going on around here? Yeah, but who 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 put their hope behind Shakari? We'll talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about New York, uh, New York homecoming concert. Uh, what else? Uh, OnlyFans bans porn. Um, and R. Kelly trial. The R. Kelly trial is going on right now. Right. Poor everybody that's involved in that. I ain't going to say poor R. Kelly because it's a lot of the media has really been bent towards he. I, I don't see how he can get a fair trial because the media is really bent on. Um, make, I mean, they literally had a girl testify the other day against R. Kelly who was at his case, his court case, every day when he was first time he was being convicted. This chick testified in his trial, and most people wouldn't know this unless you watch the documentary and you done, you follow this really closely. But this is the same girl. This is why I say these men in entertainment, watch your back, watch your ass. This little girl with her grown ass showed up every day at his trial, his first trial pornography trial, knowing what he was on trial for, showed up every day so she could get in with R. Kelly, lied about her age to get to know R. Kelly, told him she was older, and then claimed she said later on she told him the truth. Bitch, I don't believe you told him the truth. You, you starting off lying. Okay? This is the kind of tech people R. Kelly. That's why I call R. Kelly the predator and the prey. I mean, he's like both. You know, it's kind of sad because he's prey because there's a lot of people that go out and went after him because they knew he had issues. And he's a predator because... Because he's so undeveloped in his mind and sick, he went after the wrong type of people and chicks. Now, he ain't the only entertainer that's been messing with young-ass girls out in these streets. We'll talk about that and more when we get back on the CC show, y'all. Meanwhile, <laughs> who's going to play? Uh, let's start off with Oh, I love this one. Ruben Stutter, Make You Feel Beautiful. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
that's Drew's theory would tell me. It's the CC Show. I'm back, y'all. And we are talking hot topics on Sunday night. And our next hot topic is Shakari out in these streets who got her ass handed to her. <laughs> oh, Shakari. <laughs> she should have just said no to running that race, okay? She got her ass handed to her. There was always people she got her ass handed to her. <laughs> Which I, I I would have told her you're gonna get your ass handed to you. Because the judgment is not sound. Anybody who can give up the Olympics, I question their dedication to their athletic system. Now I understand she had lost her mother. And so I tried to make an excuse for that, saying, hey, you know, since she lost her mama, she, she's taken some time out, had the, the Olympics, made her sit her ass down. But in the back of my head, you know, she could have used whatever was going on with her mother has an advantage in the Olympics. But, you know, hey, people deal with loss different ways. But this is according to Yahoo.com. It says, talk all the shit you want. I'm here to say Shakari, wins, Shakari Richardson wins nice place. At the Prefontaine Classic. Prefontaine Classic? (sighs) Shakari Richardson made her highly anticipated return to the track on Friday during the women's 100-meter race at Nike Prefontaine Classic in Oregon. The 21-year-old track and field star went toe-to-toe with Team Jamaica's Ellen Thompson-Hara, Shelly Ann Frazier-Price, and Sharika Jackson, who all dominated the Tokyo Olympics this year. While fans were excited to see Shikari run after her tough withdrawal from the from the Tokyo Olympics following a positive marijuana test, some were disappointed the young athlete didn't come back as big as everyone hoped she would. Richardson finished in the ninth place, blazing through track in only 11.4 seconds. She then withdrew herself from Saturday's 200M competition. In the end, Elaine Harris-Thompson, who took home three gold medals at the Tokyo Olympics, reigned victorious again winning the race with a score of 10.54. The historic speed makes her the second fastest woman to almost sprint past track field legend Forrest Griffith during his record of 10.49, which has been defeated, which has not been defeated since 1988. I wasn't too upset by a performer. Richardson, Richardson told NBC after the game, I'm not upset with myself at all. This is one race. I'm not done. You know what I'm capable of. Count, on, count me out if you want to. Talk out of shit you want. Because I'm here to say, I'm not done. I'm the sixth fastest woman in this game ever. And can't nobody ever take that away from me. Okay, you know what? Let me stop. Okay. First of all, you know, there's something to be said to have a, a natural gift. I mean, you know, you can have tons of talent, all the talent that you can have a lot of talent. And Talent can come very natural for you, I, I, and that's what I think about Shikari. That doesn't mean I don't believe Shikari doesn't train real hard and work real hard, but I think running fast is a natural fucking thing for Shikari. Okay, y'all gonna say, and, and I don't don't think I'm trying to make it sound racist because she's black and all that. That's not what I'm saying. She's got the gift of being. I bet she ran fast when she was young. I mean, she's just got a gift, okay? But that gift can make you fuck around. Like, you can be, I know people right now, I'm telling you right now, there was this man, 
and used to come where I used to work at Hallmark. I used to work, I used to work in the uh, the office in the office for the uh, for the mall area, one of the offices. And this man could sing his ass off. He could. I'm t- let me check. He was like in his 40s. This motherfucker. He could sing. Like you could see him walking down a fucking hall. I mean, he. I could see him. He'd be having those a white suit. He'd just be singing his ass off. He'd be stopping like, damn, you, you powerful and everything. And one day, I'm sitting down at the booth in, in Kansas City at this in this, in this mall. This, and, and, and a lot of people used to like to come down and talk to me during the holidays or something like that. And he comes down and he talks to me. And I said, you know, what's her story? Because she seems beautiful. And he was in a group once. Had all the talents in the world, but you know what happened? Didn't have a discipline. He just didn't. He said he didn't. He just didn't. It never went for him. You know, I mean, my, you know how I many people around, and it's people who made it in show business today that got that that don't lack discipline. They just happen to make it, but it's eventually tell them. But there are so many great singers and uh, and not only singers but entertainers, uh, 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 smart people, all kind of people in the grave who never, nobody ever, 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 ever seen all that they were capable of. Because talent really don't mean shit. I mean, you could be the best, but it's some people who have that natural thing. I even say it about Jennifer Hudson. I always laugh about Jennifer Hudson. I say Jennifer Hudson is what I call a lazy singer. Cause she, and the reason why I always say that, she's gotten better over the years. But one of the things is because her voice is so big and beautiful, she feels like she doesn't have to do that much. Because she's naturally got a big ass beautiful voice. Well, you got like a, a motherfucker like Fantasia, who her voice is good, but it ain't big and beautiful like Jennifer. But Fantasia works hard. That's Fantasia something. You know what Fantasia got? Fantasia got anointing and just straight. I'll come eat you alive. Fantasia don't give. She'll bring it to anybody, <laughs> right? And she got that natural hunger, right? And Shakari, what happened with Shakari is Shakari is a girl, like she said, I'm the sixth fastest woman in the world. You can't take that from me. That's because that shit was easy for her. But it was hard for this motherfucker, Shakari, to discipline herself. I said, motherfucker, that's what I said. To discipline herself. I'm going to talk about Shakari's ass. It was hard for her to discipline her ass for the Olympics. She couldn't put the muck, the the joint down to get past the test. And that's how I know it comes easy to Shakari. Right? It just, it, 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 she, she don't really, she can really work. That's why she got smoked. Because she thought she was just going to go out there and run. When obviously this year she's been having a hell of a year. She didn't have sound judgment with the Olympics. Any mother, anybody who give up the Olympics, that's why she I deserve to call her a motherfucker because she acts like a motherfucker. Anybody who gives up the Olympics for some weed, and, and I know her mom died. I was willing to give her that part. It does not have sound judgment to show up running in the next a few months. You know what I'm saying? In somebody's race, like she didn't have no business running. But Shakari thought 
that she didn't really, I bet Shakari, I bet Shakari, if she's smoking weed like that, I guarantee you, I wonder if Shakari putting in this hard work that she need to put in. Because it, because what, it may naturally come easy to her. You get what I'm saying? It may naturally come to run fast, may naturally, and she think, I ain't got to do that. I ain't got to not put the joint down because I run fast when I smoke. But she'd probably even run even more faster if she did. I'm just, I'm just guessing out here. I'm just guessing because I see the mindset of her. And so my thing I'm wondering is if she think, thought it was going to be easy, them other girls was just going to bow down. The Jamaican chicks was just going to bow down to her talent and her prowess. No, they said no. Damn that. Them girls got out there, and they probably worked their ass off because they probably know what she is. They probably know that Shakari's a naturally talented, fast-ass girl. And what they, what Shakari did was underestimate them. She didn't put the steam underneath her talent. That's why I always said Jennifer Hudson lost American Idol because I was like, she didn't, Fantasia was come, came to eat. Fantasia didn't think her voice was just good. Fantasia worked that shit every day. She worked not only her voice, she worked her performance skills, everything. She came to eat. <laughs> right? So you, so that's what some girls came to do. They ain't got time for dealing with nobody talking about they smoking joints and giving up Olympics. Some girls, been, they, went, they disciplined themselves to win Olympics, which brings me to black Americans because it's kind of been a diaspora war going on with Jamaicans and black Americans. And First of all, let me just say this, black America. We put our hope in the wrong motherfuckers. I really, we really got to stop this because this has been part of our problem. We put our hope in motherfuckers that just really just are out of control. Like Shakari, we should know. Shakari can't put down the joint for the Olympics. Damn, she going to run fast for the Nike thing. She really going to play that shit off. <laughs> Shakari showed a little bit of her personality, even though her mom was sick. Most people would have said, I'm going to sit out the year, get my training together, get my body in shape, get myself together, get my mind right so when the Olympics roll back around and races roll back, roll back around, I'll be ready. But not Shakari's ass. Shakori, within a few months, is out here racing again. Because you know why? She didn't think it was shit. That's my personal opinion, okay? We don't we we don't discern people out from the things they show us. You know, I'm from the show me state. Show me. I believe what you show me. Okay? So I think that we miss we misjudge Shakori. And sometimes we we as black Americans will put our a lot of our fire beneath it. Some people that's just, you know, not real. Congratulations to Jamaica, by the way. They've been doing it for the last several years in track and field. Uh, Black America, let me say this, I, and this is what, and this is one of the things I, I, I really hope people understand about because Black America is starting to be, and I, I'm one of the people who advocate on here, uh, Black America becoming more, uh, how can I say this? Uh, re- becoming uh, more, um, putting more boundaries up about us as far as our culture, because we do have a culture. A lot of the problem that happened to Black America, and a lot of people don't understand, 
when you look through the um, the lens of America, and I don't think Black Americans even understand it sometimes at a point that what has happened in the diaspora and your position in the diaspora. But I think the world got to see our story through the super lens of Hollywood. They got to hear our music through the super lens of Hollywood, our our lifestyles. We our culture has been commodity been a commodity, a product. And it's been sold all over the world. All over the world, people were admiring the African American lifestyle and sometimes hating the African American lifestyle and the disparity because not only were good things shown about us, but even ugly things, you know, that made people, you know, we was just rappers and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because there, there's, there's two fold, two edges to that. And, and a lot of people don't see us as a culture, but see us as a product. And we even, I think, see ourselves as that. And sometimes you'll hear... Not, and I'm not trying to diss anybody in the diaspora because I think that everybody has a unique gift and things that they bring, you know, in their culture. But a lot of times other cultures will be jealous and hating on African Americans who really used to embrace a lot of other cultures. Will hate because you have been uh, blown up worldwide because you were enslaved in a superpower. And that superpower used your story and your culture and your pain and your hurt, and they sold it as a product to the world. And so sometimes people don't see us as our own culture. We sometimes don't even see ourselves as our own culture. And I'm saying now they got to stop. Respect to our cultures, but you know, African Americans have their own culture. They were, um, we were, we we were on the soil for for years since the American Revolution, before the American Revolution. Black America, uh, the pain and the things that Black America has endured is very real. And blues was born out of it. Gospel music was born out of it. Rock and roll, hip hop, because hip hop is nothing but a grandbaby, a baby of R and B and all those things. Yeah, I know other cultures uh, 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 contributed to hip hop, but Black Americans were doing things like uh, similar to rap and stuff like that way early on. So it, it still is born out of the suffering and pain of American. Racism, segregation, our story, our pain, and to not recognize us and to start saying stuff because we decide that we're going to start recognizing ourselves and call ourselves ADOS, FBA, whatever it is, and we're going to start loving on ourselves because we've always loved on other cultures. The first group that I've seen 
I mean, you know, repping the Haitian Revolution. I remember when Haitians used to be scared to say they were Haitians. No offense, not all Haitians, but a lot of Haitians was running around scared to say. But black people in America uh, was raving the flag and, 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 you know, not raving the Haitian flag, but, hey, shouting out uh, uh, stories of Tucson Louverture. We use that stuff to encourage us. Or the Jamaican uh, Marcus Garvey, who was a Jamaican who embraced African-American culture, and went in the fight for us. He became an ally for us, okay? We've always been accepting of other groups and other people. That's not who we are. But when we start to surround ourselves and put boundaries around our shit, everybody got a problem. And I think the reason everybody has a problem is because we haven't set boundaries and we haven't thought of ourselves as a culture. We thought of ourselves as a commodity to be shared amongst Everybody else. I remember hearing one of my favorite artists. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Maxwell said, I was listening to an interview a long time ago. I think he did on WDLS or something like that. I can't remember. And he said something that was very interesting to me. And I always look at him because he's my favorite singer. Even though he's here, he's Haitian. He's Haitian and Puerto Rican. But he's still a black man, but he's Haitian and Puerto Rican. So he said in this interview, he said, um, uh, you know, I always thought I didn't have the perfect story, you know, but WDLS or something gave me my blackness or something. He said, I said, what? <laughs> but what he was saying is that it wasn't blackness he was talking about. He was talking about Adolfness. FBA. That you were accepted among American descendants of slaves. You were accepted among foundational black Americans. But I tripped because he couldn't say that. He was starting to say, you know, again, so and all those guys get the perfect story from the blah, blah, blah. You know, you mean they have the perfect story because they're Native American black people. And it was funny because he couldn't even recognize, you know, he like he said his contemporaries, most of his contemporaries came from a different story. What he meant was they were Native black Americans. And I'm like, he can't even recognize that we got a culture. Damn. <laughs> which is interesting, which is interesting to me. I was like, wow. You know, but but there is a difference. You know what I'm saying? And and black people didn't accept him because, uh, he, matter of fact, he didn't even know he was Haitian for a long time. I think what people accepted about Maxwell is that he just made good-ass music. He was dope. So I think, you know, it's just like people, we, people love, I love Bob Marley. I mean, Bob Marley was dope as fuck. <laughs> I got nothing to do with it. You know, but he's not Adolf, but he was dope, right? And so Adolf can respect that legacy. Can people fucking respect, respect our legacy, please? <laughs> and our culture and what we brought to the table? Damn. Can we get some respect out in these streets? And during these, these these diaspora wars with Shikari and, and the Jamaicans and everything, we've, I've been seeing a lot of disrespect for black Americans, and I don't like this shit. And that's because I think Western, the Western white world sold us not only were we, did we have to deal with the intense uh, aftermath of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow, but we also – had to deal with them making a commodity out of our culture and selling it around the world. That even black Americans didn't even understand how precious what they had 
was, and we didn't put boundaries to it, and we didn't put uh, 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 something around it that says we are a culture, we are a group of people. Now everybody has a problem when we start to say that because you look at us as a commodity and not as real fucking human beings who have lived like our stories aren't just commodities. We aren't just a product. My great-grandparents weren't just a product. My great-great-grandparents weren't just a product. Those, that music, that, those gifts and talents and everything that the world went out and seen all over the world, that came from a place. We paid a price for that. And that was through our culture. We are a culture. And I hope we all start to recognize that more so and start to um, love on ourselves a little bit more. We ain't got to diss nobody else. It is what it is. But Shakari, child, please. Well, nobody's expecting Shakari. I wouldn't say. I don't know what y'all was expecting out here in these streets. Shakari, Shakari need to get her mind right, okay? She's still doing, like, street hood bravados. How can I have a shit king world? I'm here to say. Well, prove you here to say by doing the work. Put the joint the fuck down and train and get yourself ready so that you can smoke the girls next time. You can smoke all the Jamaican shit because you are natural. I think you got what's naturally, what may not, every, most athletes are natural, but what may come very easy for you may not come as easy for those people. And she knows it becomes easy to her. And sometimes when it comes easy to you, you won't work on it. You know what I'm saying? When you when you naturally, like I talked about the man at, 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 at Crown Center, he was naturally a great singer. His voice, gorgeous, the one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. But it was too easy. He didn't want to do the other work that comes with being a singer. Doing, being a singer in your local choir and at your local cafe is different. Singing for donuts is different than being in the music business or the music industry. Being a recording artist is different from singing and your choir. And along with those aspects of those careers, you have to have a discipline. Beyonce, can I say something nice about Beyonce again? Shit, I just, <laughs> they're like, hello, you say a nice thing. I am going to give y'all a nice one. Beyonce is a very disciplined artist. I think that's one gift that her father gave to her. I mean, or not only her father, but her, her family, because she came from a well-to-do family. Beyonce has a very different background, Okay. Her mom was a beauty shop owner. Her daddy was an IBM exec, okay? Now, there's a lot of implications in that. But I know I'm giving compliments right now. One thing they taught her was the power of discipline and how important it is in where she was going in the music business. And I do believe that is important. If you don't got fucking discipline, it's going to eventually show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's eventually, if you don't got discipline to sit down and write a fucking song when you're supposed to be out. You know, I know a lot of artists, though, because some artists be in the clouds and shit like that. I get it. But I'm saying when real artistry meets discipline, it is a powerful thing. 
Okay. So anybody could, there are lots of people with talent all over the place. I can go to the graveyard right now. It's tons of people in the graveyard full of talent that was never seen or never heard. Okay. But it is the ones who choose to discipline themselves and do the hard work who are the stands out. And they probably are not the most talented the world has seen. I always talk about Aretha Franklin. I said, you know how many fucking Aretha Franklins it was in uh, in the church in the time when Aretha was coming out? A whole lot of them. <laughs> but everybody's daddy wasn't C.L. Franklin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you, you get what I'm And didn't have the, the sphere of influence that she had around her so that she could work into that, you know what I'm saying, that network and that space. Right. So, um, you know, what I'm saying about Shikari is Shikari is a girl who has to get out of the hood. Her, She's got to put her hood mentality down, humble her fucking self, realize you got smoke, get some discipline about your ass, and start to do the work. Just being fast ain't going to make them chicks bow to you. You have to put in the fucking work. And I knew that uh, that with that type of attitude, I'm telling you, I knew. I'm telling you, I knew. I'm not dissing her. I'm just saying I knew that somebody with, who couldn't give up weed for the Olympics was not going to be ready for this race. She gave up the Olympics. She thought she don't give shit about whatever with the Nike race. <laughs> Let me stop out here in these streets. Y'all know what it is, too. Got time to argue about Shakari's ass. <sighs> Lord have mercy. In other news, what else are you supposed to be talking about? Okay. I lost my little, uh, I got a whole bunch of, um, I lost my little, uh, okay, here it is. Is that 822? Okay. My little uh, thing for today. Okay, my little thing that tells me what the next news story is. Okay, did we talk about NBAC out here capping for immigrants not causing a uh, rise in COVID cases? NBC has some article that says, uh, talks about, uh, I'm not going to even read it because it's so ridiculous. The whole thing is that, it, of course, if immigrants are crossing the border, nobody's testing them. And when they find people finding them to have a lot of uh, COVID, be a lot of the COVID cases, to think they're not affecting it is ridiculous. Okay, that's, uh, that's not something I do. Let's talk. Okay, let's go on to talk about R. Kelly's trial. Who's R. Kelly's? R. Kelly. So sad. Just a waste, isn't it? Just a waste of talent. Uh, witnesses testify about how Art Kelly it, controlled those in his orbit. Most rock stars do. To move in, this is according to CNN, to move in R&B singer Art Kelly's world, associates and girlfriends had to follow what they call rob rules. In fact, crossing the metal gates of Kelly's former mansion outside Chicago was like stepping into the twilight zone, according to testimony last week in the federal court in New York. Kelly's orbit was a strange and uncomfortable place where the single controlled young girlfriends and dictated everything they did, testified Anthony Navarro, 36, 
who worked as a general assistant for the singer, it was almost like the Twilight Zone of all I told the jury. You went into the gate, and it was like a different world. Well, that's most celebrities, okay? Most celebrities try to control their shit, okay, because um, they don't want people to come out and tell things about them. You know what I'm saying? So, but it says, uh, the 54-year-old entertainer whose full name is Robert Sylvester Kelly has pleaded guilty to charges of racketeering, has not, has pled not guilty, sorry, to charges of racketeering and violating the Man Act and anti-sex trafficking law. I do not believe R. Kelly was out here sex trafficking. See, here's the thing. It's turned from child molestation to now, uh, 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 what is it? Now he's he's sex trafficking. I mean, I'm just like, wow. Okay, what is <laughs> what is this guy? I mean, what is what is he exactly accused of? I mean, I mean, it's all kind of stuff. Okay, uh, but it says uh, it says separately from the New York case, Kelly faces federal child pornography and obstruction of obstruction charges in Northern District of of Illinois and state charges there for multiple counts of aggravated criminal abuse. He is steadfastly denied the accusations. Prosecutors in Brooklyn allege that Kelly knowingly infected women with herpes. See, it's starting to be a whole lot of different stuff. Now he's affecting women with herpes. And now he's child with trafficking. I mean, it's like you piling on a lot of stuff for the jury. It's almost like a, a, a <laughs> it's just a lot, you know, or something. But it, it says, uh, the first witness for the persecution, Geronda Johnson Pace, 28, testified that Kelly had sexually abused her in 2009 when she was 16. After a few months of having unprotectional sexual intercourse with him, she said she developed genital herpes. How do we know that she got it from R. Kelly? Pace testified that Kelly did not tell her he had herpes. She said Kelly had, an exa- had her examined at his home by a doctor who told her to take medicine. The first time Pace stepped in front of Kelly's suburban home was at his invitation one year after his Chicago trial on state pornography charges in 2008, she testified. He was acquitted in 2008. A big Kelly fan, Pace told jury she was a spectator at the trial. This is a chick, I think, who lied. I'm not sure this is a chick who came to case every day and she lied about her age, okay? Now, it's funny because they're not telling, I would like to hear the rebuttal of the prosecution, but I'm not hearing that. Pace. That her, uh, she said she initially told Kelly she was 19, but eventually revealed that she was 16 and a virgin. Pace testified that Kelly told her she should continue to tell everyone she was 19 and not 21. Now, see, for me, if I'm a jury person right there and she already she went into that situation, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's why every 16-year-old ain't motherfucking innocent out here. This 16-year-old, not only did she go to that right Kelly trial every fucking day, Knowing he was on trial, on trial for trial pornography, she knew what the fuck he was on trial for. I saw the documentary. She knew what he was on trial for. She willingly lied. She didn't give a fuck about that. Or Kelly was already in, child, in tr- trouble for child pornography. She went and lied and told his people she was 19 so she could get close to him and, and kept that lie for a long time. And then she eventually told them what she was. So how can I believe your ass right now? that you got herpes from R. Kelly. I cannot believe you abused him. When you went into the situation line, you deliberately stopped the motherfucker's trial every day knowing he was on trial for child pornography, but then you stopped your little young 16-year-old ass, your little smart 16-year-old fast ass, went to court every day 
every day they said she was at that court case, allegedly. And then you lied about your age to get in with them. <laughs> she sounds like a predator at that point because she's lying. Paige said her sexual relationship with Kelly continued for six months, and then at times she would be at his home and forbidden from leaving her room. I can't say nothing she got. We can't trust nothing she got to say because she went in line. I wasn't supposed to tell anyone I was spending time with him to testify. Paige, who participated in the Lifetime documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. Paige also told jury that Kelly took her cell phone. He didn't want me to contact anyone but him. We're not able to leave out of rooms. It was part of the rules. Rob's rules was Paige to testify using the singer's first name and referring to his girlfriend. Defense says Kelly's relationships were consensual. She was not only uh, only witness to mention the rules that dictated the behavior around R. Kelly. I totally believe it. I believe that. And listen, I don't, I'm not saying I don't believe R. Kelly wasn't involved in some strange shit with some young girls. Probably was. But these, some of these mofos was lying and getting up in there, and, 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 and he was – you know, his fame and his success made him as much of a victim as he was a predator. Fact, because these are, some of these girls were willingly going after this motherfucker. This little 16-year-old was out there every day, they said, at that child pornography trial, and she then lied and told them she was 19. Do you hear me? That's predatory. For uh, this man's already on trial for sexual pornography, and your little young ass know that at sixteen, you can know that somebody your mind your mind is developed enough to know that he don't tell for child for that pornography. I may be safe away from his ass, but not her little ass. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh no, she's stopped. See, that's the kind of shit that happens around celebrities too. I'm not saying that women aren't assaulted by the celebrities because that shit happens too. A whole lot. But there's also a lot of women that be up for the shit, okay? So, you know, Art Kelly, there's a there's such a a mixture of shit that go, went on around Art Kelly that it's hard to de- define what's real and what's not. That's facts, okay? So it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to get them uh, uh, up for something. Or something, okay? They don't give his ass something because they got so many fucking charges. I mean, they might get him for a herpes, uh, uh, spreading herpes. I don't know. They're going to get him for something, okay? But that's why I say the, the the stuff going on around R. Kelly is a lot of smoke and mirrors, okay, in my opinion. It's so much uh, mess, okay? Uh, let's see here. Oh, let me take a phone call. It's 314 online. What's up? Is it Tiaki? What's up? Man. <laughs> What's going on with you? Oh, once you start, look out. <laughs> yes. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I was just looking at this picture of Richard's. I don't think yeah. she's gonna beat them girls. Them girls are too. These girls are strong. In Jamaica, you're gonna see the difference in the legs. 
But you know what it is, I think, with Shakari? I think Shakari is one of those naturally gifted girls and that she doesn't feel like she has to do any more. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to. Uh, I can just mess around my gift because I can run naturally fast. But she don't understand that other people are working hard. They're training their gifts. You know what I'm saying? She's, I feel like she kind of flutters around with it. And the reason why I think that is because of the weed incident. And that's well, she, it had a lot to do with her mind. Mm-hmm. Huh? It had a lot to do with her mind, too. Yeah, yeah. When this stuff is gone, <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But look, let's talk about the Afghanistan. Uh-huh. United States didn't do anything wrong. United States initially went there looking for terrorists. Then they got involved with negotiating with the Taliban, trying to help create a democratic sort of democratic state by showing up the government's army. The first ten years, the Taliban agreed because that's what the Quran say: you can allow your enemy. I'm not saying it pervade them. I don't know, but the, you mm-hmm. can't cooperate with your enemy for ten years. Then they come back to becoming your enemy, something to that effect. After the first ten years, they extended it another ten years, which led to May, when Donald Trump made the negotiation that we're gonna pull out of here like we agreed to. Uh-huh. But Joe Biden comes along. And pushes all that to the side. So the Taliban say, well, we had an agreement for this second 10 years, and according to our Quran, we're going to stick to it. You got to go. And that's what has led things to be where it is today. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden got an administration that looks like a bowl of Fruit Loops and Skittles. (laughs) Diverse. It looks nice, but those people don't know what the hell they know. Simple fact, they ain't never had yeah. no experience. And so you're dealing with some, a whole different atmosphere. Condoleezza Rice, in her positions, they just don't look friendly to women. They just don't look like that. They just don't accept that. That's just ain't in their culture. And you knew that you had some Taliban in the Afghan army because you had people in there with beards. Right, right. The ones that don't have the beards, well, they know something up with them. That's why they hurry up getting out of the country or trying to grow a beard real fast. So if you convert to Christianity, you in trouble. If oh, you yes, are no yes, ass, yes. don't tell, you in trouble. Right. But Biden's you know, objective should have gotten you- Americans out of there first. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I have friends who used to uh, be missionaries over in that part of the world. And one of the things they talked about is, you know, they were talking about how even in when Saddam was over in that area, and they talking about how he, he, it was actually a lot more freer than the people think, even though he was crazy. Saddam actually let Christians practice Christianity because Saddam wasn't really, uh, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a real radical Muslim. He was radical on certain parts, but not radical. He actually didn't trust radical Muslims. You know, like he would always, 
like most of his bodyguards people were saying were Christian because <laughs> he thought they were more loyal to certain mm-hmm. things people allegedly, allegedly said. so so I think that America destabilized that region it was not very smart to do but because it, it, it's a theocracy at the end of the day so to destabilize it and try to democratize it looks kind of crazy but well see another problem that they have too and by the way if the word is orthodox and uh, you go to Turkey, Christian women wear burgers too. They cover their faces. Yeah. People mm-hmm. don't know that. But see, uh, the Afghan has been recognized by China and Russia. Mm-hmm. So the United States don't have anything else that they can really, uh, you know, along those lines. That, I think that the, that the, the intentions now, I really, you know what their real intentions was? The thing, it goes all mm-hmm. the way over to the Caspian Sea. The Caspian Sea mm. is super rich with gas and oil. Yeah. And the Caspian Sea is being claimed by several nations, including Russia. Mm-hmm. And you have companies and and you have uh, goals was to ship, was to run a pipeline from the Caspian Sea going northwest, which would have took it to the Black Sea, which is Russia's domain. See, the Caspian mm. Sea is sort of like landlocked, so the Black Sea. So the other alternative mm-hmm. was to go to the southeast which would have took it to the Arabian Sea. But to get to the Arabian Sea, you got to go to Turkmenistan, Turkmenistan, which mm-hmm. is, is, you know, pretty, they okay. You would have to go to mm-hmm. Afghanistan, but that's where you would have ran through the Taliban because in their okay. society, you don't negotiate with the national government. You negotiate with each of the leaders of those provinces. Mm-hmm. And they come from the north going down through Pakistan, which is cool with the U.S., and then into the Arabian Sea. That's what they wanted to run the, that pipeline. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. And then American okay. ships could have picked the oil, could have loaded the, the oil off the pipes right there on the Arabian Sea. It ain't going to happen on the Black Sea. But you Russia's know what? I never understood that. that, though. I never understood because America is very old. I mean, Donald Trump even made, uh, I mean, really helped to make America independent as far as, all, I mean, America's always been very powerful. Why would they, I never understood the need to buy. Uh, well, they want, us to take the, they want to take it to Europe. Europe needs gas and oil. They, they don't have it. Get you. Okay. Okay. That's where it was going. It wasn't coming back to the United States. So it had went into the Arabian mm-hmm. Sea, and it came across and went by way of the Mediterranean Sea into Europe. Mm. Uh, it depends on where, especially Germany. Okay. It would have, so that was a big deal. It's the uh, energy, which mm-hmm. was uh, always pending. And uh, that's where you have politicians who are bought and sold in order to persuade and, and help. But see, you got China and Russia. Now, China is coming on the scene, and they're a problem. Mm. I I wouldn't want to deal with China. We've been dealing with Russia for a long time. 
see Joe Biden open yeah. up uh, Russia's potential to sell gas to Europe, which is an ally of ours, which I think was a dumbass thing to do because you got yeah. American producers that will supply in Europe with natural gas by way of ships. Mm. Of course, the pipeline is cheaper overall, but it wasn't built that I know of. It might have been, but I don't think it was. But uh, they had a boycott on, on Russia. Remember, they, they had sanctions imposed on Russia. Right. But the question so becomes, get- I mean, I wonder, I wonder, does Joe Biden, and this is what I keep thinking, Joe Biden seems, it seems so obvious to me that Joe Biden's presidency is compromised. I think that... Um, Oh, it is. His presidency is compromised. You believe the election was compromised? Well, yes, we know that it was. Look, didn't the FBI just come out and say that there was no organized groups, uh, no organized (laughs) effort between January the 6th? Right. Hmm? Everything they throw at Trump, don't don't stick at the wall. Go back to Stormy Stormy Daniels. You go back to Russian collusion. You go back to... Uh, all that other stuff. You go back to the Ukraine, where they'd be eavesdropping on his conversations uh, during that time. You you with the uh, insurrection January the sixth. Everything they've thrown at mm-hmm. Donald Trump never sticks. So you gotta wonder if the power of China. Uh, I mean, I, I I actually think that Joe that there are more. It's not just Joe Biden, but Business entities and big business tech entities and everything are, I feel like the government has been sabotaged now, and it looks like they want us to be more a picture of China. Like, it seems like we're, <laughs> I don't know, do you think I have that that idea wrong? Or, I think no, you got big tech that's interested in one thing and making money, and they try to compromise, like when they were using the, uh, when they was cutting Donald Trump off from being on Facebook right. and Twitter, that was a, was wrong. How they censor? I think that what's going to come down is that uh, these uh, social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter is going to be declared by Congress as being a uh, uh, accommodation, civilian accommodation, mm. just like they did with the uh, with AT and T and that. You know, okay. it's something that you need. That the that right, citizens right. need and use, so you cannot do this. Free speech runs just like a, like I can say anything I want to on this telephone line. So I got free speech right. to do it. So they should be able to do the same thing on these social media platforms. Then you got some that are. Look, you had Gab yeah. is another alternative. It comes to find out that Facebook uh, was paying money to try to prevent Gab from coming up online. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's, that's I, I agree. With you. I think because they have become the new town square. So I could, I totally agree with you on that. They, there's mm-hmm. no way they can keep they can keep rolling like that. Yeah, I get it. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Are you married? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you what, your husband lucky because oh, you one of the smartest you. women. You one of the smartest black women I know. Thank you. And an average Thank person. You. The average black man wouldn't be able to know what to do with 
wow. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell him that. He, he, he you tell him that. that. You tell your he husband he ought to thank, he ought to, he ought to smile when he look in the mirror for what he has. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. You right. made my day now. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, you guys. Man, okay, see, that made my day. Pianchi knows how to kind of make my day. I, 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 sometimes I disagree with him on certain things, but that one I agree with. <laughs> All right, okay, you guys. So, um, listen, so we were talking about Shakari. We talked about, uh, I didn't think you talked about Britney Spears. So we had a lot of, we got a part two I'm going to have to do. I see that I'm going to have to do a part two, okay? Uh, and, uh let me see. What is the other one? There's a couple of other things I want to talk to you about. Britney Spears. We talked about R. Kelly's trial. We didn't get to talk about Jen, Jennifer and Ben Affleck. It's just they overkilling it. I'm tired of seeing Jennifer and Ben Affleck. But OnlyFans are banning porn now. So that's the only thing I'm going to say about OnlyFans. It's an article you guys can go see on TNC. Uh, they're saying they're going to start restricting porn. And a lot of people are making money off of porn and stuff on OnlyFans. I think you're going to be able to still see nudity, but you won't be able to see, uh, pull out porn. I'm only <laughs> Some of y'all's uh, money making is, is going to go out the window. <laughs> a hot mess up in these streets. Oh, wait a minute. Let me see if I can pull the article. Okay, from TMZ. You got time? Uh, Jennifer. Okay. We'll talk about Jennifer being on a park too because I... Jennifer is up here introducing kids again. She just got to be having a kids hanging out. I was like, we, we need that time. We'll talk about it in a minute. But here, according to TMZ.com, it says OnlyFans is going to have a new look this fall. The subscription site says it's about to enact a ban on pornography. The company says the ban on sexually explicit content is going into effect October the 1st and seemingly blames the decision on outside pressure and it's making the big change to get in line with requests from banking partners and payout providers. That's interesting because it seems like OnlyFans, that's what it's known for. You know what I'm saying? But it says the company says it's got to evolve to ensure the long-term sustainability of the platform and continue to host an inclusive community of creators and fans. As you know, OnlyFans is mostly filled with women and men reeling in subscribers with new videos and photos and porn. It's a, it's a lucrative too. Uh, it's lucrative. Uh, bad body raking, bad Barbie, body, Bobby raking a million in just six hours in her OnlyFans debut back in April, a record for the site. It sounds like there will be some wriggle room for new content on OnlyFans moving forward. The company says creators will still be allowed to post content with nudity as long as it dies with the acceptable use of policy. OnlyFans says it will soon share more details coming changes, so stay tuned. Here's the thing. Uh, it's like going to turn into like a Facebook with nudity, an Instagram with nudity. Uh, I think the, that the I don't know who are bankers or, or, or and everything are talking to them about this, but I think the 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 exclusivity. Not that I'm for OnlyFans, but the exclusivity of OnlyFans. The difference, what makes it popular, is that stuff. <laughs> I don't think if you make it like everything else. It can ensure a long time. Maybe it does because maybe it'll be more inviting for more celebrities to feel like they can do an OnlyFans and stuff like that on there and 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 share content that content that is exclusive and people pay for it and stuff like that. 
uh, maybe that's so. Maybe they're trying to turn the corner so they can allow more, they can get more celebrities and things like that on the platform to be sort of like a Patreon or something like that. I don't know. Y'all tell me. But it's very interesting that they're going to get rid of the thing that they're known for, which is, you know, <laughs> the mess. <laughs> okay, that's that's fucking out here in these things. Okay, all right. So, uh, what else? Okay, so when we come back, I mean, when we we going, we, I'm going off the air now. But when I do part two, I'm gonna try to do part two from some of the subjects I was supposed to talk to you guys about last week. And uh, you know, I'll try to I'll try to get some of those in. Some of the uh, some of you guys wanted. It was some uh, some articles and stuff I forgot to talk about last week, and you guys were asking me my opinion. You guys were sending me messages asking me my opinion on. I will get to them. I'll try to make a part two. Sometimes it's, it's hard it's, to see where I'm at with everything because I got a lot going on this week. So hopefully I can get a part two in for you guys, okay? Man, it's been fun, y'all. I hope y'all love this uh, this. Uh, <laughs> show. I, I'm glad you guys listened to it. Thank you for my little band of listeners I got out here. I appreciate y'all so much. And, you know, guys, you can hit me up. I will tell you uh, when, you know, when we get to, when we get to, <laughs> when we get to that part of the show, to, uh, that part, I'll tell you where you guys can hit me up and everything. But, hey, I want you guys to have a wonderful rest, rest of your weekend. Uh and I hope, no, and I, well, the weekends I'm over. Have a wonderful rest of your week, okay? And uh, let's see, uh, we're going to end the show with, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I love this nighttime. I don't want to do it with this. I was going to do it with uh, that song, but no, not for night. Let's end it with, you know what? I love this song by Shalomore. Second time around, I'm going to end it with that tonight. Y'all have a wonderful week. Y'all have a wonderful week. I'm out. See y'all, okay? Oh, I thought I had it up. Did I have it up? Same camera Okay, here we go.
sound of my voice, you are listening to the Archive Show. Thank you so much for listening to this show whenever you listen to it, whether you're at work or you're cleaning or whatever you're doing. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? If you want to send me something, you can message me and send it to me and all that stuff. And there is some messages that I've got. Somebody, I have a message for a young lady. I'm going to answer you back. Don't. When I, if I, sometimes I see you guys' as messages and it takes me a minute to answer back, like I might be in the middle of checking my phone and I'm doing something, like I may be moving at the same time and I, I'm going to get back with you, okay? So definitely, um, definitely you guys, if you, uh, uh, if you sent me a message, don't worry, I will get back to you. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlisle Chat with Facebook page. Okay, my sorry about that. My Instagram page, Carly's underscore Galaxy. Okay, you can also hit me up on uh, uh, Twitter, which is C Chatwood Show. That's where I do most of my tweeting, and then I have another account, Carlotta Seventy Two. Okay, so those are both accounts on Twitter and on Facebook, the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, Instagram, Carly's underscore Galaxy. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me, like you do all the time. Uh, remember, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we'll leave out with one of my favorites. Let's think out to this. Where's California, Tina Maria? I'm out. See y'all. <laughs> Myself, you can't even hear me, and my words.